0: Yo, welcome everyone to the Faded Podcast, episode 117, right before the Affliction launch. I hope you've had a wonderful rest of your 3.23 season. The hype for me personally had died down a little bit, so there was a long season of inactivity. And for a moment I wasn't quite sure whether I'd make it to be back here, so I want to quickly, you know... Mention all the people who support and keep subbing to the stream. Helps tremendously. I'm here now. If you want to be one of the supporters and be on the end screen of every video and these podcasts, then uh, feel free to become a part of the supporting team. And now without further ado, without more sellout talk, let's get in our host, Balor Mage. Welcome. How have you been?
1: Fantastic. Ever since the announcement, I've just been nothing but hype. I I hate having to get up and go to work or do anything else that isn't sitting in front of my computer. I am ready to go. (laughs) Sounds good. And by ready to go, I mean excited with absolutely no idea which one of the many options I will pick for League Start. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah i'm sure we'll, we'll get into that in a moment but we'll also get one of our guests in who already made it here welcome the famous voice of Yosis. salutations exile <laughs> you did press the button oh, god, again
1: god i love that
0: <laughs> welcome how have you been glad you made it on here in time probably some audio setup hiccups there. Not oh. not directly there with the voice, but only with very, the, very the voice. Professional.
2: Board. Very professional. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to restart my audio engine. Uh, I left work early. Um, oh! Extra fast.
1: Are, are, you, are you excited? I'll bet there's just builds running through your brain right now.
2: I mean, I'll be <laughs> honest, it's a little bit tempered by the fact that I already had a build ready, and I'm still waiting on that gem to be revealed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what gem are you waiting it, on? I'm waiting on Lightning Warp. Because <laughs> it kind of relied on the Helmet Enchant pretty heavily.
1: Oh. It very much does if you want to use it as a real skill. Actually, even if you want to use it as a moving skill. <laughs> mm. Hmm.
2: So, there are a few yes, I've been I've been I've been, I've been checking the reveals for whether or not lightning warp is in them. And I have seen a few, but I've mostly tried to unspoil myself so I can look at these for the first time and then give my reactions on this. Mm hmm. The. Uh... There's a few missing.
1: I don't know what other ones I care about, though. I feel like everything I care about is covered already. I was hoping then... for like a good SRS, but
2: there isn't one, so that's Did fine. Did you see the, the post about the, the big ones and then the replica uh, wand yes. that lets you have six more? Is that any yeah. good, or is that just a meme? Um, y-
1: y- I, th- I think so. Um, but there's a more important part of that setup, which is that I think... I have the only way to confirm this is going to be to do it in game. But I think that if you link it with summon phantasms, they inherit the 100% crit. Hmm. There's absolutely no way for me to test that until we do it in game. Yep. Um, I but love I those. Think phantasms will inherit the 100% crit. So maybe I have to make some sort of low life thing with like 12 SRS minions. And twenty phantasms that all have a hundred percent crit. that could be really good. But depends on whether that mechanic works, how I think it does or not. and
2: there um, there have been hand, plenty of things it that it's like I can only test it in game. There's no yeah. way to know without like asking who coded it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about, like, making a, a tier list and, like, these seem really good, these seem really bad, and these seem good, but we can't say shit about them before we have to actually test them in-game. Like, there's so many, like, obscure values, like radii on spread and uh, on, on various things where you just can't really judge it before you've seen it in-game. But, I mean, it's like it, it still minion gem? cool to think about it.
1: Yeah, like every minion gem that just says, has this and this ability... And then just no information, <laughs> no idea what the cooldown is, what the area is, what the damage coefficients are. Nothing, no information at all, zero.
2: <laughs> you love just to the... see it.
1: There's going to be a lot of playing around when we get them in game. We we used minion players are used to not having any information, so that's fine. But we'll work it out. <laughs>
0: Well, should we uh, uh, backpedal a bit and and start with the affliction mechanic itself? And uh, oh boy! Well, there is these in-map encounters where we get into the wild woods, and that's a a completely different zone. The way I understand it, it's a little bit like uh, back in synthesis, where you just you're in the same zone but a different zone. Right, or alphabet. Exactly. So the area modifiers would still apply, but you have a different tile set. You get different monsters. You get different layouts, and all that. And then you you go through these wildwoods and uh, you collect these wisps. And then when you bring them back, like when you exit the wildwoods, the wisps uh, buff monsters around you, and uh, give you better loot and higher challenge, and through doing missions with the npcs from affliction you actually get access to new ascendancies and powers that previously we could only dream of so like every character gets on top of the regular ascendancy the um you know of your base class into one of the three specialization classes you get another Ascendancy tree, a little league ascendancy tree for free on top of it that you progress by interacting with the leap mechanic. And, um, yeah, what do you think about those in in terms of power level? Is is there anything that you'd want to mention?
1: Uh, did anyone see Jung's tweet yesterday? Um, so one of them might be actually completely the most broken thing that's ever existed uh it is called penance mark penance mark skill from the warlord tree scales with mark effect makes you summon some little weak mobs around the boss that are actually enemies oh god that give you flash charges as well as everything else that killing a normal enemy would do um the other thing they do is um, exist not poisoned. For the ability to poison them all with, you know, 12 or 1500% increased damage on the first poison that applies to every enemy that would then also prolif back onto the boss. They stack the number of phantasms with mark effects and it looks like player 10 hours into the league could be uberboss capped for damage over time.
2: Forbidden like flesh, mil- flame, focal point, easy game.
1: Uh, yeah, like, it uh, I
2: suspect
1: that they're going to patch that between now and going live to do the same thing they did with the worm flask where the corpse gets destroyed and it can't prolift things, because it doesn't have that right now, or at least it's not written anywhere right now, which means it is just Obscene levels of damage with like level eighteen gems at like level eighty or so. As soon as you can fit in some clusters, it's like uber, uber capped with a few clusters I, on.
0: <laughs> I, I missed that announcement. Was that where, when? was that? Yesterday?
1: Well, I mean, it, it was. It's one of the
0: skills from the warlock trees.
2: Yeah, yeah. but like, but it just I, had I like mark, hadn't. and then you had to dig deeper into what it actually did. Okay.
1: Penance Mark curses a single enemy, causing them to spawn multiple phantasms when hit. The phantasms will be allies of the marked enemy at the same monster level.
0: I need to quickly change something here. This doesn't work for Twitch, because every time I alt-tab to the other browser, they they, they can't see you. Give me a second.
2: Uh, I'm curious why they felt the need to make them immune to curses. Did they think, like... The curse skills that you know they didn't want you to detonate. I mean, the, and a, there's plenty of other stuff that you could abuse that isn't curses,
1: yeah. And the only I feel like the only thing it the only thing that stops is a cultist pops, but chieftains still sitting there laughing and like any other kind of like, and there's a lot of like chain things you can do with it, which would be like moderately cool. But its main use should just be like a really good way to keep generating charges during boss fights because it summons those mobs once every second, which is a pretty decent trickle-in of flasks.
2: Oh, yeah, and you can also get... They inc- they generate uh, 50% increased flask charges. Mm. So it implies that they already provide a decent amount.
1: Which, uh... The only, the only problem is that... that uh. When you poison a non-poisoned enemy, you deal 300% increased damage, stacking, and then proliferating onto the boss. That's that's a bit that's. There's that's already 50 stuff. million. That's
2: just in- insane.
1: Yeah, we're talking literally 50 million Uber boss DPS, 10 hours into a league. Like that's the whole game is broken. Like
2: everything is. You can use <laughs> like, um. Okay, so they're marked. Uh, you hit them, and then they're surrounded by enemies. Uh, what popped into my head is the first thing to hit all of the enemies and then poison them and then that poison prolifts Mm
3: -hmm. now
2: you have to be careful that you don't one shot them but didn't they change there's a specific version of hex blast yeah hex blast of havoc it has like no modifiers to uh, poison damage and it does like 1700 base chaos and it has a blast radius of 3 meters if the enemy is cursed
0: And it doesn't consume the curse.
2: Yes, so it's kind of insane. Yeah, I bet there are better options for doing what you described, but that's the first one that popped into my head. It makes it super easy to think about. Because it's like, oh, I'd rather, you know, you can do a lot more damage with like a poison flame blast setup, but that's harder to think about.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's realistically, it spawns once a second. So with this kind of level of abuse it doesn't matter plug and play any poison build in make it blade vortex it doesn't matter like poison caps and this will cap you no matter what you're using so like there could be more efficient quote-unquote ways to like have a bigger poison or whatever you don't need it (laughs) because you'll just be poison capped (laughs) so that's that's all the damage you can do that's it Uh, I don't expect that one to make it in. I was really, really worried about it. I was like, I don't know how to fix that. And then somebody in chat was like, have you seen the worm flask? There's a line on the worm flask that says corpses are destroyed upon dying. And then there's like some explanation text that that was added into the flask to stop any prolif from being able to happen. And I was like, oh, well, then they already have the ability to do that. So they just need to add that onto these mobs. (laughs) <laughs> to stop yep. that from happening <laughs> and then that's it simple easy solution so i hope that's the my only reason that i want that fixed before league launch is because i wasn't even planning on league starting a pathfinder but i don't see how 90 percent of every league isn't a pathfinder if you don't fix that i guess you could just wear binos not kitchen knife and not be a pathfinder too that's fine
2: but that's like a tier zero now, so. Someone in chat says, somewhere somewhere they've quoted, I don't know where they've quoted it from, but it says that the phantasms don't drop loot or leave corpses, and not leaving corpses implies no prolif.
4: Ah.
1: Oh.
2: I don't know that where they're quoting be... that from. I don't see it on the skill description, but that would make sense.
1: That would be okay.
2: If they don't leave...
1: As long as they're not leaving corpses to be able to prolif, problem solved. Okay. Problem problem solved. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's we're looking
2: at like ninety percent pathfinders through all leagues. Like in the FAQ, they said okay, and multiple people said that, not just the person that quoted it. So it's yep. probably all right. True. Cool. All
1: right, sweet. That I don't think that was there when I went looking at this when I read it. Um. I'm not the one that came up with the idea. It was a, a Jungro tweet that I saw, and then was like, "Oh my god, this is actually the most broken thing." And I checked everywhere, and there was no information.
2: But that was a day and a half ago. So there are still plenty yes, of things that you can do to to scale damage with this, but not nearly as ridiculous. Like, yeah, the easiest example is like, oh, you're shooting GMP fireballs at the enemy and yeah. there's nothing for them to explode on. If they explode on the Phantasms, you can get, like, triple damage.
1: Yeah, that's still great. And, yeah, Herald of Ash and Herald of Ice and and
2: just oh, yeah. general... If, if you can hilariously overkill housed. them with Herald of Ash. Very good.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> max, Max, Max Flame Blast. Just just pop all of them, but with Herald of Ash on, they're going to have so little health, it'll just all be overkill damage.
0: <laughs> oh i finally found a way to show it on screen
2: <laughs> see that uh, what you've hovered it doesn't actually show oh yeah H- hover the actual node so like above it and right this one yeah that one yeah exactly okay, and mark
0: go. curses a single enemy exactly causing them to spawn multiple phantasms when hit yeah it's, it's been a while that these were re- revealed and there's been so much gem information in the meantime that my head literally exploded despite the fact that I haven't even looked at one of the gem reveals yet, like one out of the four, I still need to go over those. So uh, when I
2: saw this uh, Ascendancy, I was very distracted by the left half of it, which implies insane life stacking, because I built a life stacking character somewhat recently, and it was very good.
1: How much better is it with uh, 50% life reservation
2: advocacy? Uh, uh, Considering I was running Aberath's Hooves, not that, mm. Not that much better. Although Damn. I was getting, I was getting seven hundred and fifty thousand damage per step of Aberath's hooves. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> uh, the other okay. node in that tree that really interests me is the Crimson Power. Yep, Gain maximum in life like instead life, of maximum energy.
2: That is yeah. free life.
1: That is an insane amount of. So there's that one chest that adds like a thousand life if you don't have life on any other
2: piece. Uh Uh-huh. And then you can have like 500 life on every other piece.
1: Yeah, and then have full energy shield pieces everywhere else that just
2: convert into life. You can also just have a thousand ES chest. True. True. Now I I was wondering... Okay, so it, it probably doesn't work, but think of the ivory tower. You get more energy shield, the more life you have. And then that would give you more. See, because it doesn't work because it has to be a aligned on the equipped armor. And that's not what uh, Ivory Tower does. But if it did work, that would be a feedback loop.
1: Yeah, recursion problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a world where something breaks like that and you put it on at the same time. And you just slowly watch your health go up into the millions and then the game crashes and then you can never log into the character again <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah that's what I, mean, I can see right? that it's not impossible
1: yeah it's <laughs> just over the course of like one second it just goes yeah. and then glitches the out thing, and then that's it
2: the only <laughs> thing that was wrong about that was the slowly it would happen like in two frames
1: yeah yeah you're right it would be very very quick it would just be like glitching numbers for just a split second and then done
0: yeah and then your gpu is broken and your pc won't boot anymore yeah (laughs) yeah these are crazy I, i definitely want to play with them as well it's this this is going to bring Blood Magic back into the meta. I mean, Blood Magic has been like a super off-meta choice for the longest time. There's like very, very few builds that actually wanted to go Blood Magic, and even with those it was like it, very outlier cases, arguably, in which it was better to go Blood Magic than to not. Yeah. But you see this being like, see this with widespread use in the next league? Hmm.
2: My initial impression is, uh, of the three Ascendancies, I said, the the first one I saw, uh, in, my initial impression was that it wasn't good unless Tinctures were insane, but then someone pointed out it's just a very good leveling Ascendancy, and then you can switch to a different one, or if you get a really good Tincture. Uh, the yeah. second one I said, if you're doing life stacking, this is absolutely insane. You, It's a huge power boost to an already extremely powerful build. And then the third one I said is the obvious choice if you're not doing... The life stacking uh, but i've 100
1: agree
2: i've since revised my opinion a little bit penance mark is very abusable in certain circumstances and uh someone pointed out the the first one being a very good leveling ascendancy and i assume there's at least one absolutely really good tincture
1: yeah so the there's, there's a way to niche. do it
2: it's not useless
1: the, the other two are niche to me. The um, Warlock and, I think it's, is it Warden? Yeah. Warlock and Warden are, are pretty niche. Like, there's that mark that's abusable and there's life stacking stuff. And those are both going to be good. And then there's Dark Effigy, which is like a button to press if you want to kill yourself, I guess. Like, I don't understand why that's a skill, but whatever. <laughs> then
2: and then, then you the have... Tinkers, which are cool. And then you're very, very... cool. Forbidden Flesh Flame, but slightly diluted. Uh, yeah, but yeah. You can probably yeah. stack multiple of the same one to. So, so they like, already
1: said they will stack with the ascendancy you've got already, and with each other. So yep, you could so get. You can be a pathfinder.
2: Yep, you can be a pathfinder with thirty percent magic flask effect, and then three <laughs> separate instances of fifteen percent increased. So it's mm-hmm. actually better. Oh, than, you're already than talking the
0: about the socketed ascendancy. one. I missed the switch. Yeah, but right. so there's the there's Wild three primalist. there.
2: And then you can have 15% uh, magic flask effect on each one. So that's 75% magic flask effect just from your Ascendancies.
1: Yeah. Insane. Or you can just not be a Pathfinder and you can get three flasks per second and have your flask sustain mm-hmm. with all five flasks without having to like give up a flask or two. I've been, a I've been so
2: shackled to Pathfinder just for that yeah. node.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just it's the it's it feels like it's gonna be the the default choice is charms as soon as you've got useful charms. Yeah, you I was gonna say that, like the beginning of the league.
0: Else. Beginning of the league, like 99% of people are not going to be Wildwood primalists. Like they're either oh, gonna no, be the warlock no,
1: or the other guy. But the
0: 90% Wildwood of thing, people are gonna
1: be wardens at the beginning of the league.
2: Yep, yeah, you wanna you wanna start with Warden you think and so? then get a bunch Always? of Warden. Always like even if you're you a spellcaster. Stay. You might yeah. stay warden even if because if you get a good tincture, you might stay warden. But it's clearly the optimal route to start as a warden regardless, and then swap to uh, the primalist once you have good. Charms. Wait, do we
0: already know what the the level twenty barkskin skill does? Um,
2: it gives it yes. gives uh, armor and evasion, but one at a time. It's like you you start out with having armor, and then you take damage, and then it becomes evasion.
1: Unfortunately, it's not a more, it's just an increased armor, and the increase the increase is 150%, so it's pretty good, but it's also a 25% reservation, so would you rather have 150% increased armor, or arctic armor giving you 29% less physical damage taken? Um,
2: you absolutely that- want arctic armor. Yeah, I I don't see,
1: I don't understand why it's 25%. It's cool and interesting.
2: If you're you're an uh, armor stacker and you're already using every other armor stack thing and you have some reservation.
1: But then it would be bad because you won't have any dodge at all. So you'll just get hit. And as soon as you get hit, it becomes evasion, but it doesn't even become evasion. So you can't even like use, you can't even like use, um, what's its name to convert it to armor? Because it's actually just chance to avoid that you gain as you lose Bark or whatever it is. Mm -hmm.
2: Chance to avoid is actually fairly powerful.
1: It is. It is. But if you're stacking chance to avoid, you're not going to get hit enough to have the more chance to avoid from this. And if you're stacking armor, you're going to get hit too much to make use of the armor. And you're going to get a little bit of chance to avoid, which isn't really strong when you only have a little bit.
2: So yeah, this is it, this is kind of this is kind of like ward.
1: Yeah, it feels weird. It feels like it should be a 10% aura like a banner. And then I feel like it would be good. But the most important part is obviously oath of the magi. Is that how that's said? Like that's every single character in like act 2. As soon as you get access yep.
2: to it. As soon as you get access to this ascendancy, this is what you're picking. Yep.
1: every single person, no matter what the build, hits this during leveling, you take it. You take Oath of the Mag- Magi. That's the first node every single character wants, no matter what you're playing. It is 30% movement speed and 50% all res pretty easily. That is gotta be the best way to level.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, actually.
2: So even if you're later completely banking on any of the either uh, the other two ones you absolutely yeah, go this and respect yeah, I would probably even be like, st- if
0: you
1: can actually get that in Act 2 that's I'd probably crazy. even be starting maps with this still on even if I was planning on using one of the others because like when you first get to your very first map in a league plus 50 all res for just skipping the gem sockets in your helmet that's an easy sell for me like day one when I first get into my first map. Do, you know, do you guys know how many maps I've <clears> done <throat> with resistances that look like 11, 114, 16?
2: Uh-huh,
1: I'm on like the same that- boat. I'm pretty
0: good with gearing my resists, but dude, 30% movement <laughs> speed is just like ridiculous. On top of the boots, right? This is not like just whatever yeah. your boots have here, have 30 instead. No, this is like 30 on top of your already 25 or 30 boots.
2: That's so nuts. You know what I usually put in my helmet when I get to maps is purity of elements. Uh-huh. So yep. now I can just put it on a different piece and boom. Capped res.
1: The, um, the one thing that I do like, I actually think there'll be some neat <laughs> uses of this in like actual endgame as well because the defenses from the equipped body armor and double this <laughs> is pretty cool if you've got no socketed gems. Except how do you have no socketed gems in your chest? Well, Abyss Jewels don't count as gems. And there's a chest that gives you just six Abyss Sockets. Oh, baby. And it's got pretty good defense on it. You could double that. That that works. Do that and then leave the gems out of your boots. And suddenly you've got double defense and you were already going to use the Abyssal Sockets in that, in that kind of build anyway. And 30% move speed. It's great. Oh, yeah, I think look gross like disgusting if you're building a build that makes use of them the problem that's the problem they both Warlock and this are very niche my default option is just charms get charms be primalist have charms
0: yeah I I just I don't know I I see the best charms you'll probably only have like a couple of days in but you probably have access to decent tinctures before like maybe not the best tinctures but like tinctures that are enough to make it worth being someone who uses a weapon yeah i I don't know I, i just got a feeling because they've been trying to give something like to throw a bone for melee uh with crucible right and with the weapon trees that heavily favored weapon users and in, in some cases with some power spikes and it feels like tinctures is like this this leaks crotch crutch, not crotch crutch for uh for uh yeah weapon user builds
1: yeah sure is or you any, could like... just make like a poison build that's a pathfinder that uses a weapon and then put on a tri bow like you would for a dead eye and then just make all damage can poison and now you've got A poison pathfinder bow build that does two and a half times what it ever did before Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's
4: that's one way to do it
0: (laughs) but you have to sacrifice blast slots so just one
1: and you get the micro distillery built for it anyway
0: fair enough yeah true they already confirmed that that's, gonna, that's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. You can use that without any drawback.
1: Yep, it'll say no flask in your fifth slot, and then you'll just put a tincture in your fifth slot anyway, because it's not a flask, and that'll be fine.
2: Hmm. Yet more flask effect. Yep. I know it's it it's been... really popular to put like Granite and Basalt and Jade and stibnite as your flasks to get just a crazy amount of defenses, but I've I've been very successful using Ruby, uh, Topaz, Sapphire just to have absolutely insane uh, EHP for elemental damage. Mm-hmm. It's super good. Like 40% less damage taken is really good.
1: Yep. Yeah, I also I love that. And then just converting physical damage to elemental.
2: <laughs> and then you don't need res on your gear because it comes with plus 50% all res and then you Have like a hundred percent effect, so it's plus a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and you only need like 120 res total, so you end up with like okay, so I need like an all res roll somewhere once <laughs> on one jewel. <laughs> Boom, yeah, done. like
0: oh, good, let's go.
1: <laughs> so much room for crit multi or dot multi, depending on what you're playing.
2: <laughs> there you go. This is what you want you want ruby, sapphire, topaz that's real easy. They're the easiest flasks to keep up, other than, I don't remember, uh, the all-res one. Bismuth. Uh, and, yep, bismuth. And then Quicksilver. And that's your four <laughs> flasks, and then you have a Tincture, and Micro Distillery Belt.
0: Okay, and then just no life flasks, just have, like, disgustingly good recovery, either from leech or life gain on hit?
2: Pretty much I... every build I do assumes that the life flask is going to be inconvenient sometimes i still use it just because usually like corrupted blood or something i'm like oh i'm standing in dot and there's no enemies nearby i have nothing to recover with and then i use my life flask most of the time never use my life flask
1: i don't tend to make most builds that i make don't have life flasks as part of their build they start with them but like as you get better and better gear and whatnot
2: oh yeah certainly you level with them and then you outgrow the need for it
1: I usually start maps with two of them, to be honest. Oh yeah, I have... And you quickly go down to one, and then you go down to zero.
2: My builds, before they get all of the required items, are so bad that I have two life flask, uh, a mana flask in the middle, and then some sort of utility flask that I really need on the fourth slot that like pads my resistances or something, and then the fifth slot is usually a quicksilver, just because that's mandatory. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hmm. i i usually already gave up on one life flask before maps depends on like whether i'm able to roll the mods that i want on my utility flasks right like sometimes you gotta use just what you have f- against burning and against blood and all that but like, yeah most of the times i'm able to get rid of the life flasks by the time i start using hallows or divine flasks But it also depends on, like, how many other means of recovery you have, right? Like, I'm planning, I think, to start Explosive Trapper for bossing. And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, you just don't have a lot of recovery because, yeah, you do that, get that 30 life from the mastery when an enemy triggers your trap. But outside of that, you really don't have that much on the way to mid-tier maps, right? And then later Mm -hmm. you get, like, somewhat decent recovery through
2: region. I just thought of something that impossible to test without actually testing it in game Um, does anyone know I can't think of any reason for someone to have done this if you name lock an enemy and frost blink and keep holding the button until it comes back off cooldown and it counts (laughs) again do you go back and forth
4: I have no idea why would anyone ever have tried that why would anyone have
2: ever tried that Maybe yeah. they have really, really good cooldown recovery rate. I say, You're why like would weird. anyone ever have tried that? But like, because... I know some people that try some weird shit. So, because my build, my build idea is lightning warp, go fast, really high cast speed, right? So the idea yep. being, if lightning warp is dead, there's a new frost blink that is no yeah. cooldown. Yep. And I don't really care yeah, about the, the chill mechanic on cool. it. I just care about the ability. To hold down Frost Blink on a name locked enemy while I have 10,000 cast speed and just flicker back and forth, hitting both areas and doing absolutely insane damage.
1: Mm. My my first thought was something like a Winter Orb cast while channel Frost Blink. You, you just press and hold one button and just like blink through the map, Winter Orbing while stationary, so that you get the faster projectiles yep, that's from pretty
2: it. Good. And, uh, Do not underestimate the damage of Frost Blink, okay? So I was planning to use Lightning Warp. Lightning Warp hits twice, right? So it's really good. And it has (laughs) 90% damage effectiveness, so that's 180% damage effectiveness across two hits. And it does a decent amount of damage, and it gets cast speed on its quality. It's pretty good. This Frost Blink has double that. (laughs) It has double the damage, double the damage effectiveness. It's a slower cast speed. But considering I was my build is using energy blade battle mage, it's really good to double that number. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice.
0: I, I funnily, Balor, I have the same thought as you. I, I only thought, um divine ire because i had seen that divine ire had lost the less multiplier to the damage that it deals to nearby enemies while channeling so i was thinking like channeling divine ire and cast while channeling frost blink and just clear the map like that (laughs) Uh,
1: winter will also by default Hmm. apply the chill
2: yeah, I would I would yeah. 100% recommend Winter Orb over Divine Ire for that purpose. Especially um, I I didn't read the gem yeah, on how much damage it would do while channeling, but I know regular Divine Ire channel is really bad.
0: Yeah, it's enough to clear white monsters, but it's not like a yeah, real meaning. Frost Blink would actually
2: probably outpace it.
0: <laughs>
2: probably. At that point just cast Frostblink really fast like I'm going to do. It has yeah. a better AoE than Lightning Warp by default too, so that might help with my clear. So uh
1: just cuz we, we glossed over it a little bit too quick, um I want to bring everyone's attention that we essentially got Sentinel back except only the gameplay part. This league is right, just a reskinned it. slightly less controlled Sentinel as far as gameplay goes. Because so what's going to happen, right? We go downstairs, we clear wisps down there, collect wisps, whatever, come back out. We enter the normal map and then it's going to empower and buff and give loot to random mobs throughout the zone. This is the playstyle or the excitement thing that I got out of robots was giving a lot of power and then a lot of loot to the mobs in my map. That's what this is doing, except now it it matches thematically, and we have less control over it, because we used to be able to, like, mob up mobs in an area and say, these ones get empowered, and now it's just going to be, the whole map get empowered. But essentially, it's just the gameplay side of that. It's great that they
0: they didn't uh, implement these weird robots, but uh, at the same time, I have to slightly disagree, because when I had hopes for Sentinel to come back, obviously I had hopes for Recombinators to return, and th- those are not included in any way, shape, or yeah, form.
1: only the, it's only the gameplay side, not the crafting side.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, since we already started talking about the gems, do you guys have like uh, some more standout gems that you'd like to talk about? I guess I could... Start by just picking out something if you guys want this uh, inspiration. I've seen a number, like I said, I haven't looked at all the batches of gems, but I've seen like a reoccurring theme of a guaranteed critical strike, right? Like my pick here would be the glacial hammer of shattering, where instead of having a more multiplier to every third strike, the glacial hammer guarantees a critical strike on every third strike. And that opens up this weird semi-crit build option in which you'd want to scale a lot of crit multi, but you don't want chance because you get a guaranteed crit every third hit anyway, right? And so, in fact, do you not only not want chance, but you want to stack like malices to chance instead of bonuses, because they usually come coupled with big bonuses to either multi or something else that you do want. Right, and so you go with uh, the Marilyn's amulet that, uh, that reduces your crit chance and gives you a bunch of crit multi, and you can also pick Berserker's Blitz Charges, which reduce your critical strike chance in an attack build. Right, and uh, there's a bunch of options that you could do, and I'm super excited about that. But I think that wasn't the only one, there's also a, like a, a Lightning Tendrils version that guarantees crit. That one seems a little bit weaker because it's only one every six. That guarantees a crit. But what do I know? I'm not a Lightning Tendrils expert. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that Glacial Hammer thing, that, that seems really cool. I'm not, I'm not going to fall into the trap of leak-starting it, but I may have a, a desire to roll a second character relatively soon once I got a tincture that fits that.
2: <laughs> not going to lie, since Lightning Tendrils came out, every time it appears in the patch notes, I just put a lull emoji. <laughs> like I'm reading that, through these that? gems Lightning tendrils of eccentricity Lol emoji Lightning tendrils of escalation Lol emoji
1: I don't, I don't even think I paid enough attention to lightning, to, to lightning tendrils To even I think I remember looking at it And being like uh, I guess you could throw it on totems And maybe it wouldn't be complete trash And then just like moving on
2: <laughs> yep, I'm just like it's it's only useful useful for uh, cosplaying Senator Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's that seems accurate. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, honestly, I'm just looking at the eccentricity again, and unlike the glacial hammer, it didn't lose its like innate uh, stronger every so many hits but it still has a pretty sizable bonus to uh, to damage and area of effect of the stronger pulses.
2: If I remember correctly, the alt know. quality that did this had a fairly significant downside that made it so it was barely better. Uh, and this doesn't appear yeah, to have that something. downside.
1: Hmm. Alright, I have my list of gems that immediately interest me. I found them. All right. There's there's a few. Uh, There's a lightning trap that has a built in two chains off um, terrain and pierces all target by default, which is like one and a half support gems just built into the just built into the skill. That's one of the lightning trap ones. That one excites me because I like Lightning Trap. I forget what name, what thing it came from. There's a Fire Trap that just got a giga-juiced hit component and absolutely no degen, but it's huge, like a massive hit and really good damage effectiveness that I think might be able to just replace Explosive Trap, potentially. Mm. Um, It's a massive hit. So that one looks cool. There's an Exanguinate that has 21 built-in chains.
4: Which oh, yeah, an that's crazy. is insane
1: number. Um, it was a Armageddon ah, brand. Yeah, I got it. There was an Armageddon brand that just expires after one single hit. So it's literally just not even a brand. Like, it just, you cast it, it hits once. And then it's gone. But the damage numbers were so insanely high that I'm like, that's like a big boy Ignite. Like a big boy Ignite. Oh, yeah. I remember playing
0: Armageddon Brand Ignite in one of the past leaks. And it was... Look at the damage effectiveness
2: on that. 370.
1: 370%. And it's got 2.5k just built into it. It can't be recalled and it only goes off once. But you only need one ignite. So See,
2: the, I always end up comparing skills like this to Fireball. Let's compare it to Fireball. Fireball also has 370% and has ever so slightly less base damage. That has uh 1676 to 2514. Fireball has mm-hmm. sixteen forty to twenty-four sixty. So it's this ever fireball so slightly. Also
0: does Fireball also have 7.5% base crit?
2: Uh, it has 6. So this is yeah, best. Yeah, that's skin. what I
0: was going to say. 6 would have been my guess. Plus, I mean, Armageddon Brand, sure, like, you can get pretty good with Fireball and you can just point blank into an enemy's face, but Armageddon Brand is a little bit more convenient. You could just, like, hold your cursor at the edge of the screen and drop it there.
2: You it can technically use it as a trap, you can put it where an enemy will be standing and it'll attach to them
1: yep Uh, I think that one could be very very cool um the other one is um lightning strike there's a lightning strike that just has like nine chains built into it I think it was which is just gonna end up being a map clearing beast you add like two projectiles to it and suddenly Mm mm-hmm it just covers the whole screen in lightning arrows, in li- it's lightning like, arrow, it's lightning like strike. Yeah. It's like arc, but better. <laughs> and then the less interesting, but probably most powerful on the list is the um, poison caustic arrow. That one's actually
2: yep, very, I mean, very, I was very already, powerful. I was already sort of doing that, but. It, this is better. Yeah.
1: That poison caustic arrow plus a normal tri-elli bow with all damage can poison tincture is going to be.
2: Yeah, it, a lot it's of so damage. easy to make caustic arrow overlap multiple explosions. Like one arrow, one explosion. Nine to 11 pierce, is pretty easy. One pierce, two explosions on a single target. Um, yeah. GMP with one pierce on a single target, that's. Six overlapping explosions. So you're already six x damage. Yep.
1: And then you get two extra prods on the tree. You make it a ballista. You put a rain of splinters in. <laughs> you get like eleven projectiles, and I think nine of them overlap. And that's just on a single target. And if the if they pierce through something, then that's eighteen. Hmm.
2: I'm like okay. Uh, there there was tech with return. I don't know if it's still works super well but like the splitting and returning it would explode when it split and then explode when it came back and returned oh wow and then explode again at its final destination (laughs) so caustic arrow good
1: (laughs) yeah that's gonna be it's it's probably the least interesting of all of the ones that interested me because all the ones that interested me were doing like vastly different things and realistically Tostagaro Poison was already a build and it was already a functioning build that probably wasn't S tier but was pretty reasonable quite good already and it had no chance to poison and no flat damage on it
2: so yep I I leveled uh, my most recent build um, I was like, eh, Caustic Arrow, because it has base damage on it, and then I'll try to scale Poison as well. I had no damage on my tree. I had really bad gear. It was quite bad, but with the slightest amount of investment, it would have been so much better.
0: Yeah. Damn, how long do you think... They worked on this. I mean, that's pure speculation, but I, I feel like we've been asking for this forever, that like every skill, like especially the, the underused ones, get a little bit of attention, you know, like just some small tweaks, a little bit numerical changes here or there. And now not only have they done that, they've re- literally revisited every single skill in the game. But not only have they done that, but they've also done something that i think is like insanely smart and that is splitting up the gems for the different use cases because Mm. that way they can make them uniquely strong at the one thing that you can do with them without making them overpowered at the other thing that you can do with them
2: so yeah i mean so far they've missed a few but i'm more than happy with the amount that we currently have like this is enough to tide me over.
1: over another patch coming another 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 batch
2: hopefully it'll have lightning warp in it otherwise if, if, (laughs) if there is no alt quality lightning warp then it's just a straight nerf and i'm very sad
1: so i did some like quick math yesterday uh and it was like there's like 110 ish gems right now or whatever right like roughly in my opinion About 20 of them can be thrown directly into the trash. They're worthless. Um, about 30 to 40 more are giving us back things we already had from old qualities, re-enabling things that we might have lost. And all the remainders of them are basically new skills, which gives us like 60-ish new skills this league. They just didn't have to do art for. Yep. Um, that's insane. This what is quite you, good. What? <laughs> that,
0: like, that, that is indeed. Yeah. If you, if you put it like that, it's actually quite bonkers. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's insane.
1: What? <laughs> Plus whatever comes out later today, which I'm just assuming there come, there's another, but I assume there's one more batch. There's, I assume batch five. So yeah, I don't know, insane, insane. Uh, this is the first league in a while where I hope it's a four-month league cuz there's too much to do.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is with these uh gem changes, obviously they're going to they're here to stay. They're not just for this league, right? Like if there's builds that you still want to experiment with, that you still want to play around with, we're going to have them next league as well, right? Yeah. So that's definitely something to look forward to um, is there any any more standout gems that you guys want to talk about uh, I, I'm gonna go through my list maybe oh, I, I purposefully
2: something. didn't spoil myself so I can like mouse through these and be like oh that looks good oh that looks good <laughs> um...
0: oh I was I had a I had a wonky idea with the the hex blast of havoc. Maybe maybe do a flicker strike of power cast on crit hex blast of havoc.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> cast on crit uh, because the hex blast of havoc doesn't have add its cast time to its trigger cooldown. Um, mm-hmm. Very very good for trigger builds. Insane yeah, damage. Al-
0: also because it doesn't remove the curse, so you can just like trigger it infinitely and like yep. always. It's very convenient
2: because it's it's targeted and it has an AOE and it's instant. So it's like it's like astral projector, but better.
4: But that that was my that ahead. was
2: my thought with um, where was the lightning conduit one? That's just ignores everything that lightning conduit is supposed to be and just is a targeted nova of damage. Hmm. Uh, I was like, yeah, astral projector in the bin.
1: I don't know that one
2: lightning conduit of the heavens hits up to 16 enemies in a base radius of 4 meters deals 749 to 2248 lightning damage there is (laughs) there is no just hits targets in an area okay yep cannot be supported by spell cascade but other than that like 0.7 seconds cast time that's you know not the worst Uh, 270% added damage effectiveness 6% crit it's just a good spell
1: Unleash seems fine. Yep. God, how many times is that with that leash? Like, was it four casts?
2: Yeah, four casts. So sixty-four enemies. 64
1: enemies god i i I wish they
0: had combined the the different batches of gems into like one big post so you could hover over it because right now it's so hard like you you mentioned a gem lightning tendrils and i'm like okay which post is it in and i have to go from post to post and hover over all the blue gems if i don't know which one i mean lightning tendrils i know which ones i just
1: i just have my own notepad document up where i took notes of things i (laughs) liked (laughs) oh yeah i
0: have that as well but i you know i don't have notes for everything and sometimes i want to show something on screen
2: oh i have uh newbie me is very happy about double strike of momentum i've told this story before where my first build that made it past like brutus was uh claw life on hit attack really fast that was the whole no idea. The, I didn't have any life nodes. I had 2k life. I couldn't make it past level 77, <laughs> but I had 20 attacks per second. My life never dipped below full unless I instantly died. And so double strike of momentum. The idea of having 140% more attack speed on double strike, which is what I was using at the time, I would have <laughs> like 50 attacks per second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Those glorious days of innocence when we started our first character and thought we're experienced gamers we don't need a build guide
2: i was like 50 life on hit that's insane i can just stand there and hit 20 times per second and i'll never die <laughs> watch my character <laughs> get one shot in merciless yeah. docks you probably Unfugitive. also
0: didn't didn't understand the resists and the defenses oh and i doubt my resist Yeah. (laughs) I remember my first character, I got my resists capped. It's like, it was on a scion, and I got all the resists at the scion start, and I I ran like purities and I (laughs) I geared around it. And I was so proud when I had my resists (laughs) capped. And then someone told me, well, that's, you know, you have to kind of do that on every character. So it's not like (laughs) a special feat. That's like minimum minimum effort for defense. That's
1: the thing you're supposed to be doing, like actively. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh right. All right. I've seen yeah, the, no, I, this I've yep. seen the first post. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly mouse through the remaining posts for the ones that I haven't seen and then react if I see something interesting.
1: Just uh All right. just do do the thing where you like straight up interrupt if we're in the middle of something and you get excited. I'm not, we're not oh, gonna get yeah. offended, it. it's fine.
0: Do it. Yeah. Balo, tell us about your uh, six different league start
1: builds. Ah, uh, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so lost. I have absolutely no idea what a league start. Oh, all right. So I should tell you why I'm struggling with what I'm in a league start. I've put myself Probably. super out of my comfort zone. First of all, I'm not starting in a trade league. I'm starting in a group found league with my own chat. There's about a hundred of us and it's just going to be oh, okay. completely group found. So no trading for currency. I'm never going to be rich. That's not happening. Like I'm not going to make a profit. It's all just communist league. Everybody shares everything. So for starters, the normal thing I do in this game is just make way too much money and use that money to make my characters so powerful that I can be an idiot and still do well. that's not an option i'm not just going to be able to buy a mage blood or anything like I just can't i can't do that i'm out of the market there is no market for me so that's going to be weird then i'm starting as a bosser for the private league with the intention of getting into uber bosses without doing any of the zhp insta give them things which i've killed uber bosses maybe a total of 10 times ever and okay. I mean, all of them combined. I've never farmed them. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so way out of my comfort zone in builds, way out of my comfort zone in leagues, not going to be able to make any money. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing.
2: Yeah, my, my Uber Boss experience was make a build that does 500 million damage in one hit and then just yes. kill them.
1: That is that is my general experience too. If I kill Ubers, it's because I do half a billion damage. That's not going to happen this time. I'm not going to have that. And I'm not going to have forbidden jewels to do anything with. Like, there's not... There's only, like, a hundred of could, us. There's not going to be could a market. Do
2: my build. <laughs> Which what do you, what do you seems do? SSF viable. I haven't... I'm. It's the one I'm making the video for. It's the, the one ah. Quackman 3.0. Right. Just really, really boosted Explodey Golems. Ah, yeah. Right now, th-
1: right now, I'm thinking Hex Blast Mines will still be my starter. That's what I've been practicing for the last week and a half. That's what I thought I was going to start until they started giving me a bunch of options. That seem really cool, but I think I'm just going to default to the Hex Blast Mine thing that I've been practicing because I know it'll work. I know it's really good. Also, some of the old that that one old Hex Blast Mine actually work quite well. Mm -hmm. So I've got that as an option. And then because I'm in a private league, I can do stuff that I can't normally do in a trade league. Like for all the leagues throughout the rest of the league, what I can do is I can get ideas from my private league and be like, oh, this new gem and this new gem. I was hoping that I wanted to see a build with this. And I can take that new gem that we find, make a build on it, make content on it, min-max it as best as I can inside the private league, and then just give it to the person whose build idea started, the, like who's like picked the gem or whatever, and then move on to the next one. And that might be really fun.
2: Okay, I, I found one that interests me. Um, Purifying Flame of Revelations. So it's very interesting, because you want the enemy to be standing on... Uh, consecrated ground, but you want to not be aiming at them with the purified flame because it will do more damage if you don't hit them with the main projectile. How do you... So purifying flame has insane uh, AoE, but only if they're standing on consecrated ground. Right. So I guess you hit them with the first one to make the consecrated ground and then you aim somewhere else and all of the shock waves will hit where you first aimed, and it will do more damage than regular purifying flame.
0: Huh. Wait, it's the second one? Uh, it's Can in, it's in the third one. just
1: tell me in batch
2: of gems The first one in part three.
1: So, first my thing, understanding three. of oh, purifying flame is that the secondary pulse, like the ground pulse that happens over all conk ground, uh-huh. will hit the main target anyway.
2: It specifically so says it damages mixed. enemies standing on consecrated ground that were not already hit. Oh. And oh, this you have one to intentionally does, miss. And it does 110% more damage if you miss.
1: Now the base so no, damage. No triggering that. No yeah, The base traps. damage
2: is lower, but it 110% more, it it works out being higher.
1: Hmm.
0: Shockwave the effectiveness is also
2: the same. Uh, let me see. The, effective, yeah, uh, assume, no, the effectiveness. Yeah, I I would assume it's down. the same. It is. The original is three hundred, okay. and it goes down to two hundred. But then, with one hundred ten percent more damage, it ends up being it's still like better. Yeah, for twenty percent. Which is yeah, but so you can miss 300%. with the initial hit, so now. you
0: don't. You miss the damage of the initial hit. Initial hit, though, if you don't hit with the initial. Yeah, hit.
2: Yeah, but but it does. It would do less damage if you hit them with the initial hit. Because the shockwave does more than double the damage.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. I'm just saying compared to the base skill, where you get both the damage of the shockwave and the initial hit.
2: No, nope. the base skill does that does... as well. The, the shockwave does oh. not damage enemies that were oh, already okay. hit.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I thought that was a difference from the base So skill.
2: this is, assuming you're not always hitting them with the main projectile, this is strictly more damage.
1: So you you want to pop a bottled face while you're standing near a boss and yep. then attack behind you and wave through yourself to the boss.
2: Yep, so you can be attacking the ads <laughs> and doing more damage to the boss than if you were aiming at the boss.
1: Uh, that, that's this also weird. Means
2: you don't have to aim at the boss. In fact, you shouldn't. But like, you're, you're in an uber boss and you're... Panicking and flickering around all over the place, and you you don't have time to like calmly kite and aim at the boss. You aim at the boss once, and then you can aim at your feet for like the next five seconds. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. We've got uh, we've got Snoo in the in the call.
0: We got Snoo if
2: if he should join.
0: Oh yeah, Snoo can feel very come in if you want to no worries second wins dude second wins podcast we, is going to go longer and roles. longer
2: i i originally said that i was gonna yeah be true the one that shows up an hour late and then we delayed it an hour so now we, we've swapped roles <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah, uh, so i like that purifying flame a lot uh i can't see a use for it in my builds but seems pretty good You could trigger a regular purifying flame some other way and then use this as your main skill.
1: Well, the important part is you just need consecrated ground. You don't need purifying flame.
2: You can just use zealotry.
1: Holy flame totem?
2: You put a holy (laughs) flame totem directly on top of them and then purifying flame somewhere else? Yeah. It would work. It would. Hold hold on. (laughs) Now I have to revisit holy flame totem of ire. Is it any good? (laughs)
1: He's <laughs> just Wait, only well, flame him under them. While you check that, I want to
0: quickly bring up the, the wild strike that we haven't talked about yet. The, the crazy, crazy wild strike that treats oh, enemy yeah. monster elemental resistance values as inverted.
1: Yeah. So you know how Dorianis like, is, is normally a thing with a downside, where you have to like bring yourself to negative lightning res? Yeah, or what if you really just have super positive lightning res with Dorianis? And you make them all have super positive lightning res, <laughs>
2: and then even oh, I haven't
0: it. even thought about that, dude. I have, I've, I've just think thought about goes like goes
2: above cap. So like, if you have seventy five percent capped, and then you have like two hundred percent, it's still gonna be seventy five percent on the monster. Yes. Oh, I- I'll take
0: minus seventy five on the enemy.
2: But if you have ninety percent cap, it'll give
1: them ninety. What happens no, if you put on life. the helmet that doubles their res?
2: Um, I'm pretty sure treating it as inverted happens after the cap calculation. And I'm not even sure if you having more than 75% lightning res would translate to the enemy.
1: I think it does as long as your cap is above it. I pretty So I let's you say could... you
2: cap yourself at 90%, you give the yeah. enemy 90%, and then this turns that to negative 90%. So it's not quite as good as actual Dorianis, but you don't get the downside.
1: Well, okay, so but the next question then, what about the helmet that doubles enemies
2: resistance? I think that applies for the wild strike.
1: Yeah, I don't like I don't know where that would come. Like so it doesn't matter where the wild it wouldn't matter where the wild strike happens, it matters where Dorianis and that helmet appear. Like, does Dorianis I think, override the helmet I think and think
2: The helmet modifies the number on their character sheet, right? So, like, it would show up if if you were in PvP and you went to your sheet and you looked at your resistances, the number would be different from the helmet. And then that number is then inverted.
1: So, does that, wouldn't that make it, they have 180?
2: No, because it would, resistance? so you have a thousand percent lightning res and it's capped to 90%. You double mm-hmm. that, you have 2,000, and it's capped to 90%. And then you invert it. So that's, so it becomes negative 90.
1: Okay. Order of operations. I'm confused.
2: Order of operations. Uh, um, you do all so... of your resistances calculation except for the inversion. The inversion happens mm-hmm. when you hit them. Okay. So... Let me, well, it doesn't let me, even happen. It's just
1: like only
0: your hits treat it as inverted. So, mm-hmm. the hits yeah, so they have the they have resistance have the res of the monster them, at the time.
2: And then yeah. it becomes inverted when you hit them. So like whatever auras you have that change their resist, those always happen first and then you hit them and then it inverts it.
1: So let me let me walk through.
2: I up all my
1: max I, I up my rax res to 90 wearing a Dariani. So we'll just say have a thousand res but only 90 of it matters right Mm -hmm. because I've got I'm I'm capped at 90 that's the maximum so my thought process is that standing as it is gives all the mobs around me 90 lightning res then my thought is the helmet that doubles enemies res that we would normally use to super curse them down to a negative res and then double that negative value I'm thinking that that might double the positive value, and instead of them being at ninety, which is what I'm giving them from Dorianis, that I might be able to double it to 180. And but that, that's then, still
2: capped to 90.
1: Do they cap to 90?
2: Um, if if they could get 100, percent 180 percent resistances, then you would heal them with elemental damage. It uh, it oh. all, all resistances cap at 90, right? So, right, so they
1: cap as well. They can't actually they might even tap at
2: 75. I'm not even sure if you can get them above 75 without like applying your herald of or not herald purity of lightning your to purity the to them. I'm not right, sure if so... if you can increase their cap with Doriani's. I'm not sure if that works. But then regardless, um the hits treat enemy monster resistance's values as inverted. What that means is consider a regular damage calculation where you're hitting them and they have that resistance and it's not inverted it at that moment flips it so yeah. when you go to hit an enemy and it has 90% res from your Dorianis and then you double it again with the helmet and it's still 90% they have 90% resist against your regular hits then with this wild strike you invert it and it becomes minus 90 there's, there's right. no scenario where you can give them 3,000 lightning res and then it inverts it to negative 3,000 because it uses the number that is involved in the damage calculation, not yeah. the one that's uncapped on the Right,
1: side. okay. Which probably leaves us, for the most part, if you want to use that, you're locking yourself to negative 75 being the best value you could get, like the best usable value. In most cases. Which
0: is still a shitload of, uh, of damage.
1: I mean, they're still quite good, and it still frees up your curses to not be using, like, conductivity, Ellie weak exposure, all those things exactly. that you don't have to use anymore
2: that you can now use, you know, a mark instead and... things okay. like that. I looked at Holy Flame Totem of ire. It is marginally better to place the Holy Flame Totem on the enemy and then start uh, purifying flame the ground... It is marginally better to do that than to purifying flame the enemy and then the ground Mm. first of all because the flame totem lasts longer so if they're standing still this is just better and also over Mm -hmm. the eight seconds that the totem lasts it will do more damage than one cast yeah unless you have it in a four link then maybe you reconsider this hmm Two sex links, it's certainly better.
1: Ah, I'm sad that my Dorianis idea wasn't a good idea.
2: I mean, you you did did negate the downside of Dorianis, though.
1: Yeah, but not enough to be worth using it, I don't think.
2: I mean, you're already building around Wild Strike. If, if you make something <laughs> functional, you've succeeded. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true.
2: Oh, I just saw another one that excited me. Um, Ice spear of splitting. Projectile can split from hitting terrain. Yes. So you aim an ice spear at a wall. It splits towards seven enemies.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so shooting these everywhere willy-nilly... Pretty good. Lightning Trap also has that split uh, chains from terrain. So chain and split from terrain is weird. One? Also, could you use
2: um, uh, frostball to, to, do, to yeah. create your own terrain and split off that? Uh, any interaction with projectiles and Frostwall was completely nuked in the beta, I believe, because you could use Infractum and Lightning Arrow to have infinite pierce through an infinitely... <laughs> Like, I
1: remember doing it, that.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they decided, player projectiles will never interact with frostwall in any way.
1: You're right. Actually, I remember doing that. I remember you find a boss, you'd put up like four frost, three or four frost rolls or something like that, right on top of it, and then just
2: fire once, and it would just boom. It would melt the server, kill the enemy in one instant, and then yep. kaboom. Yeah, that's, yeah you're right. there's okay. a reason that was obliterated and Frostwall is now very, very niche. Yeah. The last use I heard of for it was to physically block the fizz dot tornadoes in Deep Delve. That's the last time I heard someone use it for something useful. You can also conversion trap those tornadoes. Uh, you I can, think there um... was
0: also some, some Frostwall in the PoE2 gameplay from the Mercenary that we've seen. Also, can also seems a wall... lot more
2: useful in poe 2 because it seems, unless the endgame of poe 2 is a lot more zoomy and a lot more stun immune, it seems like a reasonable strategy to have some way to funnel tons of adds into one spot. You um you can also Frostball the red boss
1: X-Arch, well, the balls. You can just place Frostballs down and stand behind them.
2: Not oh, yeah. directly behind them, they it have to it. collides with them. Yeah. Not, don't stand
1: directly like, behind them because they explode for like area and you'll still kill yeah. yourself. But you can just you can just throw frostballs out in like two directions and block two tech? directions completely.
2: Why why haven't I tried that? Because I just assumed that it wouldn't work because it doesn't work with player projectiles.
1: Yeah, you you would think so, but it blocks the walls uh i've i've needed to do that because i play a lot of minion builds and you know what you can't do control those minions very specifically to walk through a tiny gap so your extra minions or specters will blow up the ball beside you that you didn't even hit and kill you
0: yeah and then you take the area damage from it (laughs) yeah i i actually don't understand do do you think from a design point of view those balls need to do area damage wouldn't it be sufficient if they just dealt damage to the thing that they hit?
2: <laughs> I I hate them to be honest. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this was a way to avoid like if you get hit by a strike skill, but you actually like walk out of the way in time, it doesn't actually hit you. I feel like this is some way to avoid that interaction where you walk into it and walk back really quick, and it doesn't actually hurt you. Yeah. Hmm. I guess. Either that, or it's there specifically to kill everyone's minions. Yeah, I guess it would be too easy
0: to block them off with totems and minions and uh, and frost walls if they didn't deal the area damage, right? Like if they just dealt damage to whatever they hit.
2: Maybe it's yeah. di- directly targeted at party play. You have one guy that's really tanking, runs through all the balls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm just thinking for alternate alternative solutions that would like not allow minion players free out without like fucking everyone else
1: over. Um, I mean, you just make them pass through minions. Yeah, that's none what I was of those gonna balls. Suggest. Even in the ubers, the balls don't do enough to actually kill your minions. Your minions are much more tanky than you. Yeah, they just they just do enough to guarantee the player's death, with no way that you can deal with that at all. <laughs> mm. This now the past in, this,
0: <laughs> in this almost intermission where our second guest finally joins, uh, one quick question, Battle is that just on my end? Uh, but like the, the sound and your video doesn't sync up, but it might be my capturing, I don't know. Uh, just it's just for your camera, not for mine, and then it's uh, I, I, I can't see you for Yosis. but no, I mean, if you're saying that,
1: it's like hmm interesting i have no idea if it looks good on my end
0: yeah no uh, it's just, then it's just a twitch issue i i suppose here like, yeah i see it on
2: I'm, youtube and on the thing
0: oh it's spine. also on youtube
2: no like it's working on youtube oh yeah that's okay thanks thanks um, for confirming so i saw uh, an interesting line here i don't think this works how i think it works raise specter of transients Minion movement oh. speed is capped. Yeah. Does that just mean that they knew it would be too fast and they capped it at a number, or does that bring them up to the cap? And what is the cap?
1: Well, I've had 350% movement speed before on minions, and it wasn't at a cap there, and I don't even know how you get more. Um, I wasn't aware Lagerings. that there was a minion movement speed cap because it's already something I stack with... I target minion movement speed with, like, the most extreme... Like, I, I love it. It's my absolute favorite. I've never reached a cap. I didn't know there was a cap.
0: It's a little bit negligible on ranged minions, but still really, really good. But on melee minions, 100% the
2: best stat. So, yeah. theoretically, you're using raised specter of transients. I don't know what you would desecrate to have good transient specters. But then they have what is the cap is 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 it like 600% movement speed does it bring them up to that cap because that would be truly insane
1: i assumed that this was like introducing a cap and they just didn't yeah. tell us the number
2: yeah they're like i know 55% more speed is too good so we're capping it to like 300% or something and the fact that this cap only applies to these minions and no other minion, it would be strange.
1: Yeah. I can't think of anything I'd rather, I can't think of anything I'd rather do less than have to find brand new corpses for my spectres every single map, let alone every 30 seconds.
2: Yeah, ah. the specters are kind of... It's a base duration, so it's like... It's really okay. important <laughs> that you find a good one, because if you just take a random mob from Path of Exile and raise it as a specter, the odds of it being good are very low.
0: So not, not just that, guarantee it's also very... It's very specific which support gem setup you want for like a given specter. Yep. Like you can't just yeah. summon a different specter
2: with the same gem setup.
1: So um, what's the other corpse thing not desecrate? Is it unearthed?
2: Yeah, unearth that very specific skeleton.
1: Those are the exact same mobs every time, which has been like the only use case for something like this. But even then, the mobs that they are are trash and you don't want them. So, Uh uh, it's the only way to like reliably get the exact same mob every time is unearth.
0: Here's
2: what you you do you you just make a very generic. And just carry around a full inventory of the new corpses.
1: Just an inventory full of hydras. Just yep. And yeah. then you I'll drop five, five of the them, pyramid. and then you have
2: five hydras for 30 seconds. <laughs> that sounds Pro- probably want to
0: suck at increased duration in that case to <laughs> yeah. get more out of your out of your investment
2: there. Yeah, you would use this on Uber bosses or something.
1: <laughs> I no, mean what it's I was a lot of say, crit.
2: A thousand percent crit is pretty good. No. Can you? Is yeah. there still a way to give them Soul Eater? Did they yeah. remove that?
1: Yeah, no, it still exists. No one's used it in like three years, but it exists.
2: Soul Eater, and you use the thing that you use the new mark that spawns phantasms.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's another use for that thing, Soul Eater. Oh, and Rampage.
2: Oh, oh, I forgot about Soul Eater and Rampage for the mark. You know what? I may have to use that because I'm my build uses soul leader. I was yep. going to go ascendancies, but I mean yeah, I was going to go charms, but having having more soul leader stacks is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
1: that's not bad.
0: Damn. Discovering new things to try out by the minute. Yeah, I, I suppose see. you can Let's have see like what they a did very. Scorching
2: Ray. It I was going to say you can have a very generic same, gem setup, just damage.
0: minion speed, minion damage, minion life, and that way you could get over that like discrepancy between different specter based monsters using different skills, like spells mm. versus attacks, projectile versus AoE, and all um, that.
1: The Scorching Ray one has higher stacks and more damage, but no exposure? And also more duration, I think. I was hoping it would yeah. be good enough to use instead of Fire Trap in, like, righteous Fire Builds, because I know Fire Trap's been good, and I know it's the go-to, and I'm not saying we shouldn't have been using it. We should have been using it. It was the correct choice, but I hate it, by the way. <laughs> Like, Righteous Fire's single target is throwing traps? That doesn't make any sense. I don't like it. Uh, It's the correct uh, choice, but it's dumb that it's the correct choice.
2: I saw um, Shield Crush of the Chieftain. It makes it do fire damage instead of physical damage, and it makes it do... So, like, the added fire damage is almost twice as high. It's 7 to 9 fire damage per 15 armor on your shield. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems, I I mean, I know it's easier to scale, it's better to scale physical damage and, like, convert it to elemental, but pure fire damage is not bad, especially when it's base, like, twice as good. So I feel like at least one person is going to build this and get, like, 20 billion damage. hmm <laughs> yeah, that would that would
0: that would be really funny if our if users run around with a bow and shoot everything with burning
1: arrow. That that's the other gem. Now that it was brought up in chat, that I remember uh, briefly the, getting excited about setup. was that burning arrow.
2: The barf setup, burning arrow, righteous fire. <laughs> barf. Is there a burning arrow that scales the spell? Post, it's, it's the barf setup. It's it's what everyone should be running now. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, just the burning arrow looks so yep. good. The 24% burning 24%
2: max life added fire damage is yeah. insane.
1: Especially yeah. if you're a life stacker. This is a life stacker attack. Have we ever had that before? I feel like I've only ever seen life stacker spells.
2: I don't remember. I'm pretty sure the answer is no.
1: I've seen some attack builds with pretty high life. As a result of strength stacking yep. But not, in, not like we were Intentionally getting life It's just that when you get 3000 strength You end up with quite a bit of life
2: The attack but speed I, I... is 70% of base Yeah Oh no, that's so slow <laughs> Yeah On a righteous fire build You're going to be standing still for a full 2 seconds Yeah <laughs>
1: The bath
2: build
1: is <laughs> worth it just to be able to make a bath build.
2: It That's seems great, re- and then you can still throw a fire trap. <laughs> it still works. You can you can have three things going at once. It it might be better to do flame surge because the burning arrow seems insane.
0: Yeah, scorching ray told him.
2: Hey, they can use the Scorching Ray of Immolation, which is just Scorching Ray, but it also does damage instead of reducing their resist.
1: Oh man, I need the league start. Can we league start now? What's, what's... I need to start. I need to play.
0: Yeah, you were talking about your league starters. You had a list of like different bossing builds and different farming builds that you potentially wanted to start with.
1: Yeah, I ended up just knocking it down to either fire trap, lightning trap, ob- SRS, obviously poison, or hex blast mines for bossing, which is what I'm going to do. One of right. one of those.
2: So they got rid of they got rid of what um the anima stone for golems. Mm-hmm. Did they also get rid of Um, all of the other Primordial Gems?
1: So they didn't get rid of all the other Primordial Gems, and one of those Primordial Gems had plus two on it as well.
2: Oh, a replica Might or something?
1: No, no, one of the normal ones we used. Basically, the TLDR is we ended up with one extra Golem, more than we had before.
2: So this is actually a buff to one Quackman 3.0
1: one extra golem and one less jewel socket required or potentially three less if you want to drop back to the same amount of golems
2: this gives me one more golem so I can use an additional golem and one less zombie and I get a jewel socket Mm -hmm. which I can use to put another primordial might so that ends up being like an extra 30 million damage (laughs) nice when is this
1: build coming out?
2: Um, so I built this in Calandra League, and I'm pretty sure it still works. Are
1: you putting out a video before League start?
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I, that can, is I mean, unhelpful. I have, like, VODs.
1: <laughs> that is, that is unhelpful. Okay. You got a path of building? Do you want to share that?
2: <laughs> all, all I have to show you, or, I mean, you can probably build better than my path of building, because all it is is Maw of Mischief and Annihilating Light. And you scale crit. So you detonate all 13 minions, and it does triple damage based on 19% of their life. And it does 10% more damage per minion. So it's 13, it's 10% more damage 13 times. And then you just stack stone golem life and zombie life. And so you get 50 million damage per golem, 20 something million damage per zombie. And then you just debuff the boss.
1: Right, and you're not locked the, into the Ignite cap, which is the normal more of Mischief stuff.
2: Yep, so this is So you is get just, to just do a big hit. I... Because the buff and debuff sequence is so long, um, Uber bosses have uh, a ridiculous amount of less damage taken that decays over eight <laughs> seconds, and yeah. it takes about three seconds to do the combo, and... That's enough time for it to decay down to enough where I can one shot uber bosses through their protection. So okay. I have clips I have clips of me killing Uber Exarch in four seconds.
1: Okay, well if I nice. fail to kill if I fail to be able to kill Uber bosses, I guess I know what I re-roll into.
2: It was great because we had a debate at the time as to whether the Uber bosses actually had that scaling damage reduction at the beginning because I couldn't tell because I was killing them in one hit anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. The only thing about the combo that is gone now is hot swapping Ralakesh's Impatience for the charges and I only had three charges. So it's just slightly (laughs) less damage from that but I got compensated by having an extra golem
1: you could also just get your charges back from the charms
2: yeah i mean the whole new ascendancy added on top free mm. damage what would i get what it would have to be elementalist just giving me more damage or an extra golem or an extra golem <laughs> more golems I maybe i don't even know if those charms
1: exist but they might
2: i had i had my stone golem at i think 220,000 life Oof. If I remember correctly. So I had... This was in Calandra League, so I spent a long time trying to get a double minion life ring and minion damage. <clears throat> and uh, I ended up with one. Like It still had three bad negative stats, but it had life, minion life, and minion damage all tier one, and those all got like level 15 boosted, or level 13 boosted, so it was like 2.15 times multiplier. And it increased my damage by about 10%. And I spent 250 divines doing that.
1: How does a build like that map? Poorly. Okay, I thought so. I thought that was going to be the answer.
2: Uh, I'm pretty (laughs) sure I went around throwing Wave of Conviction for clear. Right. (laughs) I mean, it one-shot everything, but it was just slow and had no defenses. Yeah. Why would you need defenses when you have damage?
1: That's true.
2: Oh, I was using I was using a rolling magma. I am. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Because I my damage was so high that I could just boost the GMP and AOE. <laughs> I have a POB. I think. It's probably in my Twitch, actually. Let me go to my own Twitch and do my own Nightbot command. Look at my own Nightbot. It is old, but I'm reasonably certain that it still works. It's on Pastebin. Let's see if it still exists. Uh Uh-oh. I have it saved locally for sure, but let's see if that actually link is broken. No longer available. All right. Let me grab the POV. Silly paste bin. At the same time, I'll fix my nightbot command. Yeah,
0: so. <clears throat> I guess I could say that I was really really tempted to start lightning arrow again after I did that in, uh, in the blast from the past event cuz mm-hmm. that was very very smooth and I've been told since that I could have just leveled all the way as a bow character yeah. which level I 12 lightning arrow instant yeah but poisonous concoction is so good it's so Overlaps much slower than lightning
2: arrow fact... <laughs> is
0: it yeah is it
2: <laughs> yeah like I tried leveling Poisonous Concoction. Uh, This is the same character I was complaining I had absolutely no damage investment and then my Caustic Arrow ended up being really bad. I switched from Poisonous Concoction to Caustic Arrow and it was an improvement and it was still really bad.
1: Yeah, Poisonous Concoction is so overhyped for leveling. It's not even... (laughs) It's the fallback when nothing else works. When you're like, okay, the build I want to do doesn't exist i can't do the thing poison concoction will still work but like there are some, especially bows they level so much quicker and smoother with more damage like a poison concoction is just hyped it's not actually it's not actually that good i don't think
0: well i just consider it smooth sailing like it, it has less moving parts that you need to get in order um, i guess like i guess you could say that with less rng falling into your hands it it still has a a better baseline right but it doesn't get much beyond that baseline if you actually get decent gear while leveling i mean um, if you find a good bow if you find a bow like the fucking bow that i found from act 9 boss just uh, a second ago before this podcast uh, no actually like a couple hours ago i did a a practice run i found a, a thicket bow with tier one perfect attack speed, and double tier five flats, and uh, and uh, tier three accuracy or something like that, and open prefix, open suffix, so you could craft the the flat cold or you could craft a crit, and uh, yeah, if you found that on an actual leak, there that would last you into red maps, for sure.
2: Nice. So in the crazy. POV, I just sent. I'll send it in the. I'll send it in the YouTube chat or something um yeah it uh it has a particularly good elegant hubris that for very few passive points has two minion 80 percent life uh 40 percent crit multi and 80 percent crit chance if i unallocate those nodes the the hit dps in pob which is not accurate but it's close Goes from 442 million to 357 million. So it's still really good without all this crazy stuff that I have. Like, all you need is just basic gear that has like minion life essence on it or something. And then, uh... what else do I have? Oh, yeah. I had just a bunch of primordial mites that I think I got for like one divine each. Hmm. All of the damage comes from detonating 13 minions that have really good base life. <laughs> what did I put in my configuration? 191,506 uh, golem life. Jeez. And then I use a sulfur flask and a and Ziri's promise and a diamond flask, all with uh, enkindling 70% effect. Because all I care about is the big damage for one second. And then there, there's like a three second buff debuff where it's like a oh, wave of conviction, walk over them with the brittle boots. Uh, <laughs> you know, stuff like yeah. that.
1: Look, this is definitely like a little awkward to set up the damage off. But I'm, I'm like looking around for where there's like fake padding in this path of building and there isn't any. It's just half a billion hit dps when you have just... one hundred
2: and ninety-one thousand golem life and you're doing 19 percent of that 13 times it's, and then you triple it with lot. annihilating light
1: and somehow you've managed to keep 5.4k life and a thousand regen so you're not even like super squishy it's not tanky i think, I think the life comes squished. from
2: the 212 max life on the ring
1: Oh, from Calandra.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the the other ring and the amulet are not Kalandrid, but that one is. Um, what do I have on my my chest has a hundred and ten plus seven percent. I didn't even re-roll that to be eight <laughs> percent. Jesus. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really good for how cheap it is. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it still works on the current patch like if you can i'm i'm going to try converting the passive tree to 3.22 just to see what it breaks shouldn't break the passive. i don't think it changed anything
1: no it my deeps went down like a little bit but not no much. it
2: changed it changed one of the uh nodes from the timeless jewel like that part of the passive tree changed. So that node is different. It is no longer uh, 40% crit damage. It is now 10% damage per endurance charge. So that Skip seed back. is worse than it used to be because they changed it. So that means I have three more passive points. Oh, and it yeah, changed... I sadly uh, can't show a... the
0: build on the screen because there's uh, some issue with trying to capture the POB. I just wanted okay. to... I'll, mention put, that I'll put
2: I'll put so first of all I'll it. fix my nightbot command so you can go to my Twitch chat and do exclamation mark build and it'll do the link in case you're like watching it in some way that you can't tell yep. Oh wait, I pasted the original pastebin link wrong. It still exists. All right. So that that link still does work, but I'm pasting a new one which is slightly better. <laughs> it has the gems level to 20 instead of 19 <laughs>
0: all right all
2: right which which window has the I've got so many windows open. Oh, God. Which window has this one? There we go. There's P.O.B. In the YouTube chat. I got to find the Twitch chat. (laughs) Hello, Twitch chat. Here's a. A spin link.
4: Good luck.
2: Oh yeah, I guess I could show the... That's true, I can show this one. So it truly is stack yeah. minion life and some damage and then just mob Mischief. So the updated version of this would just use the new golem gem that has an extra golem. It wouldn't have the anima stone, it would just stick another primordial might in there. And then you have like five passive points to mess with.
1: Five lower levels to be the one-shot bosses.
2: I would put them in the, uh, in crit probably. Let me do the power report. Just do the P.O.B. Show node power. What would be the best use of these few passive points just to get more damage? Here about average hit. Show power report. Let's see. It's going to take, it's chugging. It's got to calculate every node on the tree. 4.4 4.4 million average hit for Heartseeker, <laughs> which is 11 points away.
4: <clears throat>
2: so that's like 10 points ah. of damage. So we go, we go per point. There's just a minion damage cluster somewhere. Why did it link me over here?
1: I will. I will oh, be that back 15. In just that 15
2: percent minion damage next to the Lord of the Dead is showing up as uh, 750,000 damage. That's just 15% increased generic damage, and it's 750,000 damage. So every passive point is good. Yeah, it sounds uh, about right. That's a crazy damage output. Oh, yeah, the configuration has... uh, power and frenzy charges from relicash that's no longer true. You can't do that in this patch. Or in this coming league, they changed how relicash works, so that bit is inaccurate, but I mean you're you're not losing much. <laughs> you don't need that much damage. We we went further beyond than we needed to. Once you get to 270 million, you can one-shot uber bosses, so you don't need more. Anyway, yeah. I feel like we're talking about an old build too much when we should be talking uh, about the new League.
0: You're very tuned in. No, I still have a question relating to that because you just said... Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, ...that you spent 250 divines or so on an upgrade. It was not and, uh, worth it. that begs the question, <laughs> where do you get 250 divines? What is... What, is, what uh, do you do at on this League point, start it was, to fund your insane League projects?
2: For, for most oh, yeah. builds, I make them very cheap, and I use currency that I farm myself playing very few hours. For stuff like this, where it's like, we need to buy mirror tiles in Calandra and mirror rings. This was 250 divines. This was, viewers funneled me divines until I got the ring that I wanted. Oh, okay. Fair this enough. This was just to, because we were like, we're already one-shotting Uber bosses. It truly does not matter if I gain further advantage from this. I'm throwing money into a dumpster.
0: Yeah, just to We see just how want to f- see big number on stream. It.
2: So yeah, when yeah. when we're in that scenario, then I'll have viewers throw divines at me. But yeah, absolutely. It truly did not give me any advantage whatsoever. No, but it the viewers from
0: it. the torture of watching like repetitive farming content for uh, mm-hmm. prolonged periods of time then.
2: It's not just that I'm fair. preventing them from watching me grind, it's that I truly do not have enough time to grind that much in the length of one league. So the build won't if if you don't give me the divines to have this 250 divine item, the build, the build won't ever have it. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is what I want. I want my builds to be cheap and accessible. This was just hubris. How high can the number go? And Twitch chat really wanted to see that, so they threw divines at it. But it is truly well, so not. If necessary. no one
0: throws divines at you. What is the strat that you employ early league? Make a cheap build. What...
2: I straight up chaos recipe. Like, my. The way that I Literally? grind currency is awful. I play the game and I chaos recipe, and if I get a divine drop, oh boy, we're in business. That's like a third of the build. No, playing
0: the game, I'm on the page with you, but like chaos recipes, I've done
2: but on a few occasions. So, like, I mostly play to have fun and to do my stupid build and to talk to twitch chat so my act 10 run to get into maps is usually an average of 10 hours because i'll like stand there and try on microtransactions i'll go get i'll take a break to go get food or something like i will just not rush (laughs) i'll I'll explore the league mechanic and acts which you shouldn't do if you want to go fast With, yeah, for someone I'll, I'll, with five thousand plus hours in the game, you would expect a roughly five to six hour time.
0: Not necessarily it depends on like what, really like what your goal is, right? Like a, a lot of people with the good times also like enter maps really, really early and really
2: unprepared. They die a lot in their first couple of maps, and uh... oh, by the time like that, ten hours is not spent capping my resistances. It is spent going very slowly through zones and not grinding efficiently. Like, I get to maps and I have negative res and 2k life or something. Right. I figure it's much... So my, my philosophy is... It's soft core, I don't care about dying. Getting to maps, and then even if I die constantly in maps, mapping is significantly more efficient than grinding acts. So, like, instead of spending an hour in acts capping my resistances, it's much faster to die constantly through the campaign, get to the map, and then uh, cap my resistances in like 10 minutes. Yeah. So now you enough. see why uh, my strategy for grinding currency early is very bad.
0: Well, I-, I was just hoping that you have the one or other trick up your sleeve that you'd like to share with our viewers.
2: The trick up my sleeve is that maps are better than acts. <laughs> Yep. so I I get to maps in rags and I just know how to not die six times per map when I have 1k life and no resistances and 10k DPS
0: Hmm. fair enough (laughs) and I fill out my atlas with that
2: terrible build until I like so the way that I do my gear upgrades I pick up something in act one just to like put on my character and then I get to maps with that still on and then I don't replace it until I have the thing that's in my endgame POB. That is the worst possible way to gear, and it still works out for me.
1: I have a habit of that's replacing cool. gear based purely on sockets. If it's a three-link I need it, it doesn't ever... I never look at and pick up a three-link glove and I need those links. I never look at gloves again until a four-link
2: one drops. I'm I like, do, oh, I do replace okay. gear if I need the sockets.
1: Yeah, it's just sockets.
2: Okay, so I was trying to say earlier, um, so I'm looking at the POB, I'm still missing like five passive points, the hit DPS is listed as 350 million, that's not correct, but it is a good indication of how much damage it does. Uh, If I unequip the Kalandra ring entirely, so you don't have this crazy OP ring, it goes down to 318 million, which is still more than enough to one shot an the boss for full uh an uber boss with seventy percent less damage taken is something like two hundred and seventy million life effectively. So as long as you have more than that and you wait eight seconds before you do your one shot combo, you don't need more damage. More damage just means you don't have to wait as long for the damage reduction to go away because you can one shot them through the damage reduction <laughs> uh back to the power report we go two points to get 1.5 million damage where is that where is divine fury that is uh damage penetrates five percent fire res and that ends up working out to 1.5 million damage uh all the best ones are crit a marked enemy taking 10% increased damage. Do I use Assassin's Mark? Almost certainly. Yep, Assassin's Mark is where most of my crit multi comes from.
0: Hmm. Well, sorry for uh, the the moment of silence here. I think Balor and I are both uh, talking in the background to uh, our fourth guest or fourth podcast participant who uh, has had some technical difficulties joining, but uh, should be here any moment. Now we can still uh, get some some advice from Snoo here. Welcome, the one and only uh, Snoo Bay. How's it going? You're looking good there.
3: Hey. Hey there, can you hear me all right? Yep. Yeah. OK. Yep. Yeah. Best. Yeah. Um, loud well, here's some evidence clear. of some major technical difficulties. I usually have a camera, as basically everybody knows. But um, well, uh, some people know that I've had issues with camera flickering and, I guess, shutter speeds and stuff. And it's actually becoming quite a ridiculous problem and uh, it would have just been like horrifying to try to display the camera, I realized, right now until I get that fixed. So, not really sure how to fix it, but be up for taking some advice on that if anybody has any suggestions.
0: I'll gladly help you troubleshoot it uh, after the podcast for a moment and see whether I know something. But uh, I, I think those problems are very camera setup specific, usually. I mean, I know (laughs) that my problems are very very awkward but yeah we essentially already went over everything and we're looking to round things off in the next half an hour or so but now of course with you we get fresh uh, second wins fresh energy in the podcast (laughs) now we can talk about all the topics again but this time from your point of view so uh, yeah well just hit us with the the hype levels. Like, how do you feel about affliction?
3: You know, I, on my mind. First of all, I just want to apologize. It wasn't not just uh, technical issues. I I saw you were trying to save me some grace there, but actually, uh, I I dropped the ball and um, was well. I don't really have any great excuse, but I was very late and overslept when I'm not when I've not been oversleeping the entire time, and failed to set an alarm. And overslept at the same time, so that was very <laughs> unfortunate. And I've seen other people do that on these faded podcasts of yours, and I thought, roll my eyes and think, how stupid is that? How, how do they? How do they let that happen? And uh, it's, it's, it's actually absolutely myself right now. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna program.
0: say no one has done it more than balor so.
1: yeah uh, it's super easy <laughs> sometimes we'll start the podcast and we'll be like all right 6 a.m yeah. i can do 6 a.m yeah. Yeah. that'll be fine that'll be fine i'll set alarms and everything and then right, i'll right. seven and be like
3: fuck right <laughs> um, but this wasn't technically a really inconvenient time for me that's the thing so um, anyway no, um, it's also right i will answer your question started, though like, I, I will yeah, answer let's go your for question, that kind of don't, don't
0: um, indulge in the bad feelings in the feeling guilty. Well, you here, know, that's all that matters now.
3: I, I'm guessing you talked about Affliction League and the fact that the mechanic is in-game, so that's exciting. In-map, I mean? mean? In-map, as opposed yeah. to... Yeah, 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 sorry. Uh, in-maps, uh, as opposed to, you know, Last League, or I, I guess technically Crucible League was in-maps, but that didn't really offer much in the way of... I'd rather, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> was yeah. Uh... So by my recollection, it's been since Sentinel League, since we had an in-map mechanic that had real ramifications for loot dropped in the map, especially in the way of like literally increasing loot as opposed to just giving some little side stuff like Crucible did. So that means all of us juicers and magic finders and what have you get to to experiment a great deal this league. It's going to be very exciting.
1: interesting league for me to pick to be in a private league the whole thing, but a decision was made before I knew what mechanics were happening
3: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: Um honestly I'm a little bit jealous about the private league stuff I wish I was uh, I was in a private league but I've suggested stuff like that to my chat before and they, they were all like oh no we want to do softcore trade but next time I'll, I'll do it next time I'll join you Balor for your for your communist stuff <laughs>
2: communist
3: league and you've talked I, about i did gems cut you too, off there, right? so
0: you have a you have a lot of things that you want to catch up with so feel free to to grab the microphone and well i was through. just gonna
3: say you guys talked about the gems already i assume
0: yeah we, we did well, we didn't get couple, your but there's so
3: many yeah exactly. i'm sure there's at least
0: one that is uh, different from what we picked
3: it has to be explosive concoction that that's a gem that has to be the one really? nobody else talked about. Yeah. Are you yeah. interested in that one? Not genuinely in terms of my own league starter plans this time, but uh, I, I sure as heck wish I had it last league. I don't suppose hmm. any of you know what it is. No, uh, no. I'm trying to find it which batch of A 100% crit multi. <laughs> crit multi as opposed to 98% crit dot multi for the fire uh, if you have a fire or a um, ruby file.
2: So it it used to be like two sources of flat damage and then fire dot multi which like there was no synergy and now it's just crit multi. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Wait, actually I just now realized is it three sources of flat damage including fire flat or
2: Yeah, you get fire flat, cold flat and lightning flat. The fire flat is based on the gem you don't need ruby flask. The ruby flask is just 98% crit multi and I'm just spitballing to uh
3: level 21 gem here would be 100%. Well, oh my god. I uh you know, I made an update video for this and I actually missed that. I can't believe I missed that. I missed the fact that they added added fire and I, I basically it had said added that it's fire to begin with. Oh, it did have Oh, uh, okay, okay. See, uh, okay, let I'm me, let me look at explosive. Concocts. Did it always? Oh, I right? saw that it was twenty percent less added damage across the board on that gem, but in return we get two percent flat crit, which is absolutely enormous, and ninety-eight percent crit multi. Yep, that's <clears> correct. correct. And it effectively increased the damage on my path of building via config and all that by roughly forty to fifty percent more damage.
2: And uh, I am happy to report that in this time where I was, like, updating the tree to the newest version of the One Crack Mind 3.0, I was right. You do just get... It is just a buff. First of all, there's a Fire Mastery that changed, and now you do 100% increased damage with hits against ignited enemies. Because you're igniting them with Wave of Conviction as part of the combo, so that's just 100% free damage right there. Uh, taking a bunch of shock effect with static blows ends up being like the most efficient use of the points. And then you have one point left over. Just throw it on the 15% minion damage. Uh, The, the POB average hit went from pre uh, updating. The tree was like 55 million average hit. It went up to 57 million and you get an extra golem. Nice. So the updated version is actually better than the version in the video. Unless you, unless how much damage does the ring make? It's like 10% more damage if you have an Insane Ring. And then if you replace the Insane Ring with a reasonable ring that is not Calandred, it's only 3 million damage less. So it's absolutely not necessary to have the Insane Mirrored Ring. Which
0: is good to know, going into this league, knowing that we won't have
2: them. I anointed Practical Application? That doesn't seem right. What did I have anointed happens. that they removed? Maybe
0: you just didn't have the oils. <laughs> <You> just <laughs> used what you had. I, was,
2: I just need I just need decks for this item real quick. Let me just Yeah. Have 20% <laughs> less damage just so I can use my items. Yeah, maybe I really wanted the stuff. I mean twenty
0: percent less is better than hundred percent less.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I even with an anoint that doesn't make any sense. 57 million average hit per golem. Yep. Probably six golems.
1: Alright. What was You're everybody out. else? League starting, by the way? I forget
0: that. Uh, I'm going Explosive that? Trapper. Yeah, yeah, I asked you guys, but no one told me. And I, <laughs> No, uh, you told me. My... And I said I was going to go Explosive Trap, uh, Boss Killer League start. I right. really want to do saboteur for the first two ascendancies but then it's better to go trickster so i'm like debating whether i'll start trickster right away probably because i don't want to save up the refunds
3: uh-huh. yeah uh, i guess uh, i'll i'll start there since uh, I i honestly assumed you already went yeah you this. have to catch up on talking yeah. time <laughs> uh so last league i did not league start magic find and I kind of did the league before that with Poison Tornado Shot, so I think my community, being a kind of a Magic Fine community, was bustling for me to return to the glories of trying to set up a Magic Fine league starter. Um, in the case of Poison Tornado Shot, it was a little bit aimed at later in the league start process, like it might be something you would switch to, you know, in the first week. But uh, in the case of this time, I tried to, I am trying to push the limits putting my reputation on the line a little bit <laughs> by seeing how weak we can make a character and pull it off in maps with some magic vine quite a bit of magic fine actually it's gonna be toxic rain the one i'm centering it around in this case that should be good mm. to start with yeah we'll see uh we'll wait for actually, some like of the rain. comments to come in is <laughs> one of my uh,
0: my all-time uh, favorite skills I believe Toxic Rain was the first and only character that I played to level 99 in SSF Hardcore.
3: Well, I know I'm uh, doing it, things very, very safe by choosing Toxic Rain. I mean, nobody's going to say it's a bad League Start skill, obviously, but uh, trying to pair it with a whole bunch of MF gear could be uh, precarious, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that uh, being difficult to to force the MF into it, but you know, sooner or later. Uh, are you going to use Val Caustic Arrow in that build?
3: Um, my plan. No, Your poison. Well, it's interesting you say that. plan is to switch to Caustic Arrow. I, I have a little bit of beef with Caustic Arrow as a leveling skill. I, I really am not a big fan of its performance. I don't think. Uh, a lot of people love it. I think it just doesn't quite do enough damage. Uh, to well, It depends on how <laughs> fast you go, right? Like, if you, well, you're yeah, slow and, and you kill
0: everything on the way, then usually it keeps up and level Mm -hmm.
3: i'm sure there are certain uh, points in the leveling process it feels better than others Uh, and you can always pair it up with like you know ballista toxic rain or something but um, i really like the way caustic art feels once you beef the build up a little bit and do scale some things and then suddenly it goes from feeling like man, this skill is doing just almost enough damage to feel good to like oh my god why would i ever play any other skill this thing's just completely mopping the floor with everything and that it just happens very quickly, all of a sudden, basically, well, in the past, it would be when you get like a double dot multi-quiver and the hunter crafted bow and, you know, a nice plus one or plus two amulet and a corrupted plus two chest. And, you know, if you, certainly if you do any number of those things, it's going to feel magical. And I feel
0: like uh, having the Valve version of uh, Caustic Arrow is like mm-hmm. a... You know, like a, a cheat code to ex to access that power level of oh my god! Why do I ever play
3: anything else like yeah. early
0: on, just for a couple of seconds? But it's mm-hmm. there.
3: It it really is one of those valve skills that is, like eye popping, like you 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 want to praise GGG for making that gem absolutely, <laughs> right? Uh, uh sixty then...
2: million average hit in the POV. It's uh, it's. Better than it was? Alright, uh, I mentioned briefly my league starter earlier, if you want me to elaborate. You may
0: reiterate on it.
2: Um, my plan is lightning warp, go fast. So you, you may have seen oh, build of the week uh, tornado shot that triggers 10 lightning warps per second. I was like, we can do better than that. We can soul eater lightning warp and be completely uncontrolled. Oh, wow. uh, and it uses beacon of madness, for corpse explosions and then it's like well beacon of madness slowly applies a bunch of debuffs to you that are really debilitating well it's not really an issue if you clear the entire map in under 20 seconds right because then it doesn't really have time to build up the debuff stacks uh and then they're like oh we're getting rid of the lightning warp helmet enchant so i'm really hoping that there's a way to get reduced lightning warp duration and if there isn't uh, the new Frost Blink of Wintry Blast is now my backup plan. It should be more controllable and do twice as much damage. So that seems pretty good.
3: Uh-huh. This one, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I- I'll come in a second there. I've seen the lightning warp stuff, like with tornado shot and things. That that is, you know, for for somebody who who needs for speed, that is quite. An interesting looking build i've never actually done um, yeah
2: that build costs I, like three mirrors now <laughs> and so my build costs like five chaos
3: <laughs> so i'm like
2: yeah try to, try uh, to you know the cost of the
3: build isn't that big of a factor for me i just uh, for whatever reason i hadn't gone through with it but it does seem like something i would do
2: yeah um it's definitely it's definitely worth the three mirrors like the the quality of life the controllability the damage their version is definitely superior my version is approximate that as cheaply as i can and try to maximize the fun factor that's the goal here
3: does your version have any reduced or increased chance of acquiring epilepsy
2: um i haven't played a build that's this fast theoretically like if you if you have 20 lightning warps per second and it's instant and it's all the way to the edge of the screen that's 20 screens per second that you're teleporting i truly do not know what that looks like
1: um it looks like it's going to give you a seizure
2: now if we switch to frost blink then you have significantly less epilepsy because the the warp length is much shorter mm.
1: even if it's still really quick it'll be more like a little smoother to move across the screen. Also, the base cast time
2: is longer. <laughs> so, like, 15 lightning warps per second will translate to, like, 12 frostblinks per second. Hmm. But it does twice as much damage, so that's a worth, worthwhile trade-off. Um,
3: so you could have, like, a ultimate cutter step. Like, I by the time you see. get
2: 100 Soul Eater stacks you already won't be able to tell where you're going or what you're aiming at. Yep. And that just I just really wanted to fulfill my desire. I've done builds that are really tanky. I've done builds that do ridiculous amounts of damage. I've done builds that have really good QOL. I've only done one build that was really fast, and it relied on the poison sextant that's been removed, and now I I just have a hankering for a really, really stupidly fast build.
3: Hmm, okay. Oh, um, speaking of poison, you're talking about gems earlier. Did you guys catch on to some of the hype around caustic arrow of poison? Oh yep. my god! Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was one of the the, the mentions. All damage was, can poison. That was poison. one of the things you mentioned. Okay, you already talked about Completely it. Completely enables it.
2: It's so good when you can just easily shotgun five hits, and each of those five hits has a giant poison from all hits. All I, damage with I, hits can I, poison. I,
1: I'm pretty sure you overlapped like nine to eleven, depending on your area, not yep. five. It's with, yeah,
2: I was thinking like low, low investment. Like your league, somehow you get this gem on league start, and you have like. I,
1: a I dark think with the twenty percent AOE mastery, it's already eleven. If you use volley instead of GMP, I
3: thought hey, it volley might be leaps was and worse in point better than. Because with, Sorry, with yeah. even with like
2: thirteen projectiles at very point blank range, they all overlap. I guess Almost with enough them, AoE yes. and volley, then the distance wouldn't matter.
1: Yeah, it's it's it it's great. It looks great. It's probably on my list of the safest league starts you could do is gonna be that poison ballista thing.
2: It'll like still it be okay even if you're using the regular gem. It just won't be as good as the alt gem.
3: Yep. Well, Balor, your league starter must be uh, SRS because it just keeps getting better and better.
1: <laughs> I mean, technically SRS got slightly nerfed this league.
3: Okay. Oh, my
1: God. Wait, I'm going to upset some people. Um, I'm seeing a lot, and I mean a lot, of like Guardian SRS over Poison SRS. And I'm going to upset someone because I feel like it's been super disingenuous to everybody who's looking at those builds. Because most of them, in most cases, have been showcased and tested up to the Eater and Exarch quest invitations, which for the people playing those builds and showing them to you is day one. And Guardian is better. The Guardian hit is better than Necromancer on day one significantly better but as soon as you can do the initial scuffed swap to poison and i'm talking you're still using a chance to poison gem you've got garbage jewels that only have chance to poison and no Dendro other stat, base. and you've got just the weapon no covenant no amanema whose gaze no nothing as soon as you do that first poison swap which is literally 100 chaos worth of investment on day two you deal three times as much damage as the Guardian. It jumps from way below to way in front, and it stays in front until you invest about 200 Divines to catch the Guardian up, because we hit Poison Cap pretty easily. At around 50 to 80 Divines, we hit Poison Cap, and then we can't really get more damage than that. Eventually, two to 300 Divines in, the Guardian finally catches up and then can eventually overtake it again. That is outside of the range of most players. I feel like everybody's getting debated into Guardian. I don't <laughs> like the build. I don't think it's right. I think Necromance is better.
0: To be fair though, like a lot of the people that do get debated for them getting to the, the first Atlas Stones is way more than just day one.
4: Yes, If you're a new
0: player getting baited by that, then you're going to be happy with playing it for the first week because that is how long you take until you get to the point where you notice that the other one would have been better.
1: Yes, and for any short-form leagues, I would also pick Guardian. If I'm going to do a one-week event or like a three-day race event or if I'm racing to just the quest completions, Guardian is significantly better early. Significantly. But that doesn't make Necro bad. Necro was still good anyway. This just came out being better, right? And so it was still it still did everything fine. It just the Guardian became better, mostly because of the big fiery boy, who is unmistakably the best leveling experience you can possibly have on a league start. It is ridiculous, but he falls where, where off. was it again on fall- the? Wasn't Ugh. it on the
0: Gladiator or somewhere for the for the for the Crangled Passes event? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. So but silly.
1: I just there's just there's a lot of hype around the Guardian, and I just I feel bad that I feel like people are going to get debated into playing Guardian over Necromancer because it looks so much better in the first initial setup stage, which it is. I'm not trying to be like, oh, we keep up, we don't keep up. Right? Not until we change poison. They're doing 3 million DPS in bullshit gear, and we're doing 1.5 half. But as soon as you change to poison, they go and you put the same amount of investment in Guardian. They go from 3 mil to 3.3 mil because it's almost linear scaling the whole way. And we go from 1.5 mil to 9 mil with like almost no investment. Like day two, day three, that sword's worth like 30 chaos. Like it's very easy <laughs> to just instantly outstrip the guardian, and it is very expensive to get the guardian's power back up to match poison again. Very expensive. I just don't think it's. I just. I think it's. I just think it's eight. I don't like it.
0: Hmm. <laughs> huh. Right.
3: Okay, uh, Um, I got a question for you guys. Oh, you got a question for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and Balor, especially, would be interested in this one. Calm Spirit Nerf, the gloves. Did we talk about that at all? Uh, We didn't. Oh. The rage gloves is that? I'm happy. Rage, they generate rage over a region. You are? Whoa. I want to hear your take. Tell me your hot take that you could put that on and vitality
2: and nothing else was maybe too good.
1: I hated the rage setup for our dead eyes. I used it, but I pushed against using it when it first came out because I didn't like it. I played like half a league when everyone else was using it without using it because I didn't like it. And then once I started using it, it was stronger and I had to keep using it, but I hated it the whole time. It it did just, why, how, How? it it was so little investment for so much ridiculous power, speed, movement speed, everything, that it was just a default forced had to, and I mean had to, had to, to the point where even when I'm trying to stack literally two mirrors worth of magic find gear onto my Deadeye, I still couldn't use Sedema's. When I'm two mirrors deep it. into a Magic Find character that's supposed to build the most amount of quant and the most amount of rarity that I could possibly get, I still couldn't take the Rage Gloves off.
3: That's how strong yeah. they were. <laughs> I don't yeah, like it. Just kinda... <laughs> here, let me help out the community a little bit here. I know Catmaster pulled up the screen on here. Some of some of you guys watching might have missed this. It was nerfed by a factor of 3x. It says regenerate one Rage per second for 300 life recovery. It used to be 100 and so that was some pretty insane rage regen it gave, and I don't know. I I think this is a nerf primarily to ranged builds because melee generally has more, you know, creative ways to get rage into their build. Would you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and uh, a level twenty vitality was hundred and ninety three life regen, so you could just throw one aura on and get two rage per second.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't. Know how Snoo feels, but my experience is rage was fine and usable at about 400 life per second, but
3: it felt good at eight. I, eight, uh, yeah, eight it was usually my goal. Exactly, yeah. In yeah. fact, I actually forgot what rage felt like at 300 or 400 per second until I started trying to put it together on my Toxic rank character for League Starter. Hmm. And incidentally, I'm still using these gloves for the League Starter. I think it'll be fun. I'll be like the only content creator who's suggesting anybody uses these for the entire (laughs) League still. Uh, One of the reasons is because how much do you think these gloves are going to cost next League? Oh, like two Chaos at best. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for a really early League start scenario, I think they'll actually be quite powerful for two Chaos gloves anyway. And yeah, what uh, Juice said about the vitality, absolutely. It's kind of crazy how you can just throw on a vitality gem and or you used to be able to get over two rage per second. But I will push back a little bit on the idea that uh, there's almost no sacrifice. There's kind of an indirect sacrifice, of course. If you put a vitality gem on, you're cutting into your reservation efficiency. If you're if you're getting 1,000 or, or more life per second, that's now 1,000 or more life per second you don't have you know and if you mm-hmm. like just imagine a world where you had 10 rays per second and a thousand life per second at the same time so that would so i mean I, in my opinion that is a little bit of a sacrifice but i do agree that they were perhaps a bit over overpowered
1: yeah the the opportunity cost seems to seem too easy i'm happy that they're gone i'm happy to put my quant gloves back on again to be honest but i also i don't know i You can start wearing them. I think you're going to abandon them within a few days. Um, Because really, to have enough rage for it to feel good, you needed 800 life before. You want about eight rage per second for it to feel good. So now you you need need,
0: 2,400 life per second. Yeah, now
1: you need 2,400 regen to reach that same amount of rage regen. And then, even if you could do that, let's just say you could. You found a way to get 2,400 life regen. The opportunity cost of giving up 800 regen for rage is a lot lower than the opportunity cost for giving up 2,400 regen for rage.
3: Right. So. Um, you were talking about how quote-unquote feels good to have 8 rage per second. Uh, you know, I, mm. I literally took a stopwatch out and timed my Berserk uptime if I used it on cooldown with these gloves with nine rage per second and it was around 70 percent uptime maybe like 71 72 <laughs> percent and then i did the exact same test with only three rage per second to replicate the nerf and it was still like 49 50 uptime on berserk because of the nature of how that gem works it really surprised me and kind of that reshaped more than my i would have thought yeah it re- kind of reshaped my uh, thoughts on you know what, hmm. what is a necessary amount of regen like i'm curious the, the rage bar the sits at almost empty the entire time but it's still you know the math is the math it's there <laughs> yep to me it hmm. was always uh
2: i never invested heavily enough to have really good berserk uptime i was always just like if i can get one source of 0.01 rage regen then my build will eventually reach 50 rage and that's a huge buff for very little investment that's what i got out of it so i'm curious what the berserk uptime is on one rage regen per second i would <laughs> it's assume it's pro- not it's... that good but it's still you know reasonable to like use it on a map boss or something yeah it's still probably 25% or
3: more which is guess. really good for a glove slot and an aura well, I actually agree with you on the idea of taking it the different route with just going for max rage. I think you get more out of it if you're all the way down to one rage per second. You're probably going to get more out of the build overall if you don't use berserk. You free up a gem slot too at the same and time. Just keep the fifty rage that you earn. Mm-hmm. And just keep... Yeah, we forget how good fifty rage is in general. Honestly, <laughs> I don't mind that. All kinds of buffs.
2: If you can get in the new, like on the new charms, if you can get one rage per hit, like, every 1.5 seconds or something on one of the new charms. Insane. Like, it's part of your ascendancy. You don't have to... There's no opportunity cost other than another charm mod. That's a, a lot of power for one mod on one charm.
1: That would be very cool. I mean, there's a lot... We haven't seen all the charms yet, so there could be anything. Like, they had the... You cannot go below base movement speed like that one's insane like they've got some they've got gained floss charges like that's insane like yeah in- but it's always
0: like with any announcement it's so hard to gauge like whether they're gonna sh- show us the good ones or the mediocre ones or the, the you know the not so powerful I'm ones
2: reasonably sure what they still that have. that there's gonna be a rage on hit one uh, if nothing else because my experience in sanctum I did not play enough Sanctum to farm really good relics. I think I got exactly two relics from Sanctum. That's how little I played. And I got my first relic. My first relic that dropped was AoE percent increased and rage on hit. And then I put Mage Bane on that. And that was the only relic I used.
1: Like the super, super strong part of that ascendancy isn't rage on hit. Because there's a lot of ways to get that. It's the plus 10 maximum rage. So it's really easy to put that on a charm without the maximum rage. And just be like, see a weaker version for the charm. And now anyone can generate some rage, but you only get the 50. That's fine.
2: Yeah, I just thought, like, as one, like, suffix on one charm, any amount of rage regen is very, very good for rage on hit. Because that build was a caster, but it had rage on hit and it just got movement speed, I think is what I used it for. And that was still good.
4: It's fine, 10% I'll take movement speed.
2: speed on a relic it's
3: still good. Yeah. All right, now, did you guys catch the cast on crit Warlord's Mark? Stuff yes. that's going around the community now? I did.
2: Warlord's what, Mark what specifically, or is it the new Mark? Like, uh, Warlord's, Warlord's Mark for Rage. For rage.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is something I worked on a great deal about a week a week ago. And uh it started with me seeing a video of Rutu. This is old tech, apparently. Rutu was doing it on one of his cast on crit forbidden right builds. He also plugged in Warlord's Mark and it's through Manaforge Arrows, which seems really strange that Manaforge Arrows would work with cast on crit because it's <laughs> like, you know. A cast on, cast on kind of thing, double cast on, which don't normally, uh, we're not allowed to do that, like with ballistas, traps, and totems and stuff. But uh, in this case, it (laughs) works.
2: I was completely unaware of this mod on Warlord's Mark that grants 20 rage regen over one second when you stun an enemy that's marked.
3: I can, yeah, I
2: can see that working really well.
3: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, the problem is that the real breakthrough, though, issue for bow builds, anyway, generally is uh, any hit that is eligible to freeze basically cannot stun. And that freeze takes priority over stun. And so this was tripping me up for a while. Uh, and then I realized I needed to take on the stat you cannot freeze anymore, whatever that had to be through Gale Sight Helm or um, Secrets of Suffering. And suddenly, when I went into maps with that setup, at all the rage in the world, I had the equivalent of about fifty rage per second because of um, the dead eyes. Oh. Uh, the dead eyes uh, focal point increase effective marks affects that stat, and you can. And there's no oh, internal dear. cooldown. You get you get to double up. So you, I mean, you literally get like fifty rage per second in a juicy map situation. Insane. Yeah, but that's what the build does. Like a hundred percent crit chance, and you know all that stuff. Anyway. Anybody who's interested in that I can look that up, but it's out there. There's more than one person yeah. who is interested in that. I can assure you.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's super cool. So it's only you need uh, two gem slots, I suppose. For all the right, so it, it's mark. a
3: five. It's a five link effectively. It's mana forge arrows. Okay. Uh, Crashed on crit. Warlord's mark. And it needs life tap to have high uptime because life tap and mana forge Arrows allows it to go off on cooldown as opposed to with the mana cost restraint attached to it. So you're bypassing mm-hmm. the, you know, the uh, typical cast rate of the mana forge arrow. And that's four gems there. The fifth one needs to be your damage ability, whatever arrow you're firing off. Usually um, frenzy. You know, yeah. Um, I need to test that a little bit. It it would have it wouldn't be nearly as good as say probably a tornado shot which would pump more arrows out more consistently and hit more targets more consistently but um lightning arrow and yeah
2: in in a five link i'm picturing rain of arrows like just because it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. easy to cast on create rain of arrows
3: yeah something like that, okay mm. but that has issues with range if you if you're already off-screening a lot of stuff that's not going to work very well ah uh, uh, yeah but if you're I'm not picturing... off screen if you're not off-screening stuff that will
2: yeah i was picturing on screening stuff with it so yeah tornado shot seems
3: really good for off-screening i think like lightning arrow and then the sixth gem being returned projectiles is actually pretty solid because you get a lot of really long distance crits and it'd be going off there but my favorite link was tornado shot with tornado and this actually allows you to get cast on crit tornado into a build whether it's you know like if it's mm. a traditional tornado shot build you 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 get to have your cake and eat it too. You get to get the warlord's mark in there, and then also tornado for the even more single target. Just absolutely ridiculous.
1: And don't make me want to stump bows again. I'm trying to do bossing in a private league. I am yeah, so in the same boat. <laughs> if
2: you like S S F bows, you're gonna you're gonna suffer.
1: Oh no, I could S S F bows no problem.
2: Like league start for boss killing. Oh, yeah. though.
1: Uh, well, as long as I don't have to do uber bosses. I can do all the regular ones.
2: No problem. I feel like there's a way to... like The way that I'm thinking of doing it and the correct way to do it are leagues apart.
1: <laughs> no, I could definitely kill all the regular bosses and solo self-hound as a bow build. If, if you, you have watch like a good strategy
2: out. for like getting good bow gear and using the correct skills at the correct time and everything... like having it all planned out as opposed to me going in being like okay i'm ssf i'm using a bow skill i I need to get a bow somehow i don't have a plan you will suffer i don't know
1: if i would suggest solo self-found bows to people at random but i am saying i would be able to do it because i'm familiar enough with bows i've played them enough times i know the whole plan from front to back
2: yeah but i don't i wouldn't call it like
1: like, nude friendly or anything (laughs) Not for solo self found. Like it's not it's definitely doable if you already know the whole plan.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think improvise. in the case of this in the case of this tech here, I mean you it feeds into itself. If you can't freeze, that probably means you can brittle, which means you would mm-hmm. actually be getting the crit chance you need, even in SSF situation when your gear is trash in the very beginning. <laughs> All you need is exams. gems. You can just buy them from the vendor and you don't even need the quality, I don't think, specifically for this one.
2: So that knowing really nothing cool. about Thanks this, I'm like, okay. Us. So I want to do this. I want to use Warlord's Mark with Manaforge Arrows. And I also, in order to not freeze, I need to get Brittle. So in my mind, that means I either need to do Heist and get the amulet that gives you Brittle, or I need to do Delirium to get Secrets of Suffering as a, cluster, a small cluster jewel keystone. And those are the only yeah. two sources of that that I know how to do. And I'm like, there's okay, helmet? both of those the helmet are a as well. miserable grind on a SSF bow build that doesn't have any of the setup that I want.
3: Yeah, there's a helmet as well. That's a good point. I don't know what the tier of the helmet is. Do you, do you guys know? Gale site. Um...
2: Oh, that item? I always just assumed it was really low tier because I kept finding them and they were 1C, Yeah, I think that doesn't mean
3: anything. I'm pretty sure it's common. It's never been on my loot filter, I promise you that.
1: If I was planning it in Solo Cell Found, I would have highlighted that and assumed that that would be my starting point and that I would get the jewel at some point and
3: swap out of the helmet into that. I think that's probably the right move. There you go. The viewer's got There's a plan it. now. There. You have a better plan
2: than the one that I thought of in two seconds.
3: Yeah, you would have been there chain farming delirium and would have just dropped the helmet randomly, picked it up, and be like, what is this trash? And just dropped it back on the ground, continued trying to find <laughs> that blasted... See, that's the other thing. Door. Other people
2: are like, yeah, I could farm a specific tier three unique <laughs> in SSF. And I'm like, no, because my strategy, like, I I just out can go and I have no plan. So it would be years before I found this helmet. Like
1: solo self-found, anything tier 3 or below, if it's needed for your build, very easy. You should be able to farm it early and in white maps just by doing Ruckus. Mm. If it's tier 2 or tier 1 or tier 0, good luck. I can't help you. I don't know enough about solo self-found for that. But anything common enough to be tier 3 or below, you can definitely just Ruckus farm it.
2: It might take a day from... from... From what I've heard Did from you say Lighty... say Ruckus? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ruckus is uh, spawn a bunch of exiles that are ghost Oh, possessed. right,
0: right. Yeah, the exiles, right.
2: Yeah, so that's how you get a bunch of trash uniques. Uh, from, from the very little that I've gleaned from Lighty, from being on a podcast with Lighty a lot, uh, if you're farming a very specific unique, the best strategy is uh, divination card heists for stack decks to get the full set of the card for that unique because like, he, he was like, I'm farming every Unique, I'm collection logging every Unique, and even trying to get like that specific Unique, and there is a specific farming strategy for that specific Unique, like farming this map gives you the div card for it, it was still better to farm stack decks and heists.
3: Well, I see somebody in chat I'm mentioned right. Meticulous Appraiser. Isn't that going to be a pretty solid way to farm up Uniques for SSF? Oh, it should be. Yeah. So, uh, kudos to the, uh, the chat. Good call. There. Yeah. That is a good idea. I've never really tried to use it because I hate the way it gets in the way of quantity. But but if you were explicitly farming for trash uniques, I mean, I can't think of a much better way. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a major yeah, downside, of, of course, good. to this, which I uh, kind of should mention. I know, that, I know at some point some comments would be said. If you're... If you went for this tech, you would lose Freeze. So <laughs> that that gets under a lot of people's skin. Even people who have a great deal of confidence in their bow abilities. We use Freeze as a major crutch for survivability. But I think it's not going to be that bad. Especially I think
4: this gives with...
2: you so much Berserk uptime that you won't feel bad about it. Yeah.
3: In the case of Secrets of Suffering, you also get Sap into your build, which would be even more a massive damage reduction as well.
1: And I mean, uh, I think Scorch isn't irrelevant, time. especially as a tri-ally build.
2: Oh yeah, if you just have a tri-ally bow, and you're going for just straight-up elemental hit damage,
3: Scorch is pretty decent. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah the the sequence of Suffering is definitely the, the better route of the two between the helm and that. I'd say i just use the helm as a crutch, as Balor mentioned mm-hmm. earlier.
2: The idea of S S F farming uh, leadership's price or whatever the amulet is, nah, pops it, it has to be the correct role. Yep, not not Thanks. Yeah, secrets of <laughs> suffering is a lot more achievable. Yeah. Uh,
1: just, also, I just I just don't want to heist, and I don't want to heist, and you can't make me. It
2: is it is the quest heist though. So you do all the quests, and you don't actually do any heist, and then you just do um uh caches in maps until you get the correct quest heist that gives you the leadership's prize.
1: I don't even want to enter I the road. Like,
2: I feel like that's more accessible to me, the person that like doesn't do a chain of a hundred maps in a row. Well,
3: if you're familiar with heist, what do you make of the changes that are taking place to heist? I'm not I don't have my head wrapped around it. I don't normally heist, but I bet a lot of people are thinking uh, about doing heist. Lady
2: talked about it uh, in the podcast he was like well now um the so there's no specific grand heists that give a specific reward it's every grand heist is a grand heist and then it has random rewards at the end so what this means is uh people that super target farmed specific grand heists uh are kind of screwed and in trade league everyone running random grand heists and then you suddenly get like a really good um I don't know, experimented base or I don't remember the other reward. Like you can get a really good trinket randomly. Uh so in trade league, it means a greater volume of obscure items. If you're not in trade league buying a grand heist reward, then and you're trying to farm a
3: specific grand heist reward, it's bad for you. I want to know how much the simplex amulet is going to cost as a base. Next league, we're just assuming
2: at least five divines just for a base.
3: At least,
1: I'm just assuming I want it on every character. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: think think we're. I think we might be witnessing the greatest buff to an item in history. Basically, with this item, and people don't really realize it. It just makes it so easy to craft a good item. I wonder if you can. Annul the one prefix, benchcraft suffixes cannot be changed, and veil chaos orb that into just a free, literally free, veiled prefix. <laughs> for that will almost, almost certainly roll life if not something useful for, for your build. I mean, it's, it's
2: just so easy to guarantee like, really easily mods, right? You can yeah. guarantee one with an essence, and then another with a benchcraft. And then if you have the currency to metamod stuff,
3: then you could probably mess no, with the veiled you, version you, as you well. You can guarantee two with a, with Awaken Orb Slam. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, we're, we're already already to... your suffixes.
3: Awaken Orb Slam,
2: regardless of what you're going for, is going to be, if, if we assume that there's two Simplex Amulets and we assume a price of five divines at minimum, then that's well, you only like, need like one for of Waken 15 Obst. divines just to attempt it.
1: You only need one for Awakening orbs, right? The first one, you the first item you click just has to be another amulet.
3: That's a good any point. Any amulet. Yeah, right. It, it would be. Well, any I mean, amulet. mean, I already know. I already have this planned out. I'm going to have a 22% mana reservation, 20% quant, plus two <laughs> Chaos gems amulet, and the only hard part of that craft is the one in three annul. The plus two Chaos gems is deterministic. It's 100% chance to happen on the reforged Chaos. With that, in that particular Insane. case, if it, if you do the re- Redeemer, Redeemer Shaper Slam, like you have choices there, but that would be absolutely nutty, free easy mode crap.
2: Yeah, who cares about like a hundred life on an amulet when you can have that?
3: Yeah, you get one hundred and twenty percent damage while leeching benchcraft. Jesus, <laughs> if you want.
1: Oh, oh. Oh, mind-throwing speed? Huge.
2: Oh, yeah, there are a That's bunch a huge of mirror crafts on amulets that Crap. no one ever used because they weren't good, and now you can just boost them to hell. Oh, yeah. Mind-throwing speed is insane. They yeah, took away,
3: was...
1: like, a bunch of mind-throwing speed this league as well. It was just, they didn't, though. I'm just going to take it all back from my amulets. Hmm.
0: I'm curious. So about the, did we talk there about might righteous be fire? For my trapper to do. I before we do that, just one real quick thing. I want to talk about ultimatum because I think Balor and I, since ultimatum didn't go core, have mentioned ultimatum on more podcasts than not. And said that we want it back, not because we like the trial master that much, not because we like the rewards or the the mechanic itself, but just because it freezes time in your in the middle of your map yeah. and it allows you to read your chat and to to answer to you know donations and to not die from some random
1: off screen projectile while you're trying to figure out what the league mechanic is. True, that too.
2: Imagine if they, after all this waiting, reintroduced it and took out the time pause.
1: I'll be so mad. You have no idea. (laughs) I'll be standing up, ranting and yelling in my microphone if I do my first time Reddit wait. I'll be so mad. You have no idea. I'm looking forward to the freeze so much. If it's not there, I'm going to lose my mind.
3: Yeah, you're probably going to... The very first freeze, you're just going to... You're just going to stand up and bow to the computer, right? And and just let the sit on that screen for five minutes. Yeah. You'll get a drink and praise.
0: Yeah. spam spam praise I,
1: in all caps. I'll, I'll be tempted to put my keyboard through my monitor if the map doesn't freeze. <laughs> I'm just going to be so upset. Do <laughs> <In> the big <laughs> troll. Someone
0: in chat said uh, I'll uh, demand a uh, refund for uh, the game. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe this game. is also I don't know whether they're memeing or not, but like someone in chat said waiting to see people walk around with level forty auras on their amulets. And I think that that's, doesn't scale uh, something we have to no, that doesn't scale that modifier yes. does not scale. It either grants you an aura or it doesn't grant you an aura. If if it's one hundred percent increased modifier magnitude, it grants you the aura twice. Congratulations.
3: So it could grant you two level twenty three haystores at the same time? Dang. If only you, yeah, could put but you can only on, use so one of them.
2: <laughs> there was there was well, I mean... a way to get two copies of a mod that stacked. So like the classic example is on shaped weapons, you could get two different copies of crit chance, I believe, wow. and it was it would it would combine to like level forty crit chance. And I'm pretty sure that was just a visual thing. It didn't actually do that.
1: Yeah, the actual support was still just the le- the one level 20. It just said 40 on the weapon.
3: <laughs> oh, we were so talking e- about Ultimatum a second ago. Um, so
2: even if you could get an item that had, like, grants level 40 or something, because you have two mods or a doubled mod, it it's visual only. It doesn't actually do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we, we- jumped back right. from Ultimatum to yeah, the Simplex Ultimatum. Amulet because the question in chat... Yeah, sorry, was, um, uh, need for I wanted to get you guys'
3: I wanted to get your guys' take on uh, their decision to make remove loot from ultimatum monster kills like entirely. We but I was Bad. gonna
1: hide it anyway, so who cares? <laughs> I <laughs> fair enough.
3: I mean, even ritual, even ritual drops some loot, but I guess it's like severely. I feel like it's a way loot. to make
2: it's a way to balance it so that they can make the actual reward better. Because it's like okay, yeah. if if uh, ultimatum is the new way to get catalysts, mm. and the mobs drop loot, then it's basically okay. Ultimatum is a catalyst and occasional divine generator, and then you just get loot from all the ultimatum mobs. This is like now we can make it so that it actually has a consistently insane reward at like uh, tier ten ultimatum because yeah. because the average loot is lower from having the mobs not drop anything, they can make the upper end of rewards absolutely insane.
0: Yeah, I and I hope that's true. And fine. if that's true, then I'm a fan. But if not, then...
2: Yeah, to me, it's know, a Catalyst they generator. Did that much before? I'm, I'm no. going to get up to like four really? levels deep in the encounter, and it's going to offer a Catalyst as a reward, and I'm just going to take that every time.
1: I'm be looking for six
0: links. But uh, how, how about you, Snoo? Because uh, I, I can imagine someone who focuses on Magic Find and who wants to uh, scale quantity and rarity of items that drop from monsters in your map. You are probably not too fond of the idea.
3: Well, yeah, for general strategies that revolve around Magic Find, I'm certainly not going to include Ultimatum in there. But I am interested in seeing what it's like. You know, I'll probably do like a, one of those 100 map sessions and just go straight up 100 maps of Ultimatum and seeing what kind of rewards mm-hmm. you get overall and posting that to the community. I'm sure that'll help be helpful for a lot of players. Um, I remember I enjoyed Ultimatum. It was my first league, by the way. That was the very first league that I played was Ultimatum. And I stumbled onto what Nemesis 3 farming was you know, later on in that league. And I do remember looking forward to Ultimatum primarily for the Nemesis three loot, I think, not so much for its overall core loot. But uh, yeah, seeing it just shower with currency after that was was is something that I still miss, at least a little bit. The uh I think that
1: was purely NEM3. I think without NEM3 they didn't really drop that much. Like mm-hmm. I don't think like I don't think it's a huge deal to have removed that. Yeah but, yeah, but it was uh, a
3: really good way to generate like a shit ton of rare monsters in your map. Yeah. While I am nostalgic about it, I, I am in the camp that suggests that Nemesis 3 was kind of bad for the game overall. Oh, 100%. And uh, I, yeah, did I did it. Better off for it.
1: I did it often. And sometimes I still miss it, but it was the right choice that it doesn't exist anymore.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm just imagining that many rares with a headhunter being like legion league
3: oh yeah yeah it was
2: two billion life on a character or something you can sure. only see their toe <laughs> right well
0: one thing we haven't heard from snoo yet is like uh what are you planning to generate your currency with on League Start? What what ah, mechanics yes. do you focus on instead of Ultimatum, obviously?
3: That is that is the question, right? Uh, uh, once again, sorry for missing <laughs> missing out on that conversation when it happened. So in my case, the last couple of leagues straight, I've promoted the idea of leveling is a wandering path strat. I think it's been caught on by the community at large. Not just me, but some of us have. <laughs> Um, including Balor, I think, has taken kindly to the idea of Wandering Path Atlas completion strategies, where you basically start off going straight for Wandering Path and you focus on getting a 100% increased chance of adjacent maps to drop. And essentially every single map will drop you another map that you may or may not have already completed. And also go for the Kirik mission chance. And between those two things, Kirik missions and adjacent maps dropping right and left, uh, you almost basically never need to purchase a map on trade or or even in some cases rarely have to run the same map twice. It's quite phenomenal for very quickly opening your atlas up. And it feeds in directly incredibly well to an Exarch altar farming strat because that's also a wandering path strat. And you basically just sub out some adjacent map nodes for, um, you know, things like growing hordes and, and XR I, like it, it is a very little in the way of respecking to go from one to the other. And then you unlock the wonder of uh, gem cutter prisms and orbs of regret, orbs of a making, chaos orbs, all the eldritch currencies from Xar. Just your reigning currency at that point. And you're just making tons of currency very, very early in the league. But of course, that you want to swap out from there. So, in this case, I'm going to do what I just mentioned, and then for this league, I made a character designed to magic find as fast as possible with Enraged Strongbox. may not be the most interesting or exciting strat there is, but I just want to see how fast I can get on that train, start farming some uniques that are worth a lot of currency in the first couple of days, get some you know doctor cards from Burial Chambers or Brother's Gifts from Cemetery, wherever I'm at. That's my plan. I just want to mention uh,
2: Wandering Path has good synergy if you want to farm Legion for currency. Specifically yeah. Legion, a lot of the notables are like plus 10 encounter chance or 1% like duplicate or something. And the, the small passives leading up to those notables are about the same magnitude. So if you just double them... That one in particular... Like, yeah, you're getting, you're going 4% to 8%, and then you save one point to not get the 10% one. A lot of the time. And you effectively only miss on two. Yeah, the the small notables, like, even if you go to the the bottom right of the tree, there's one that gives like a 10% Legion encounter chance or something. If I remember correctly, Uh, closer to the the harvest one to the left. There's oh, the three small nodes in
3: increase chance. I think it's eight oh, percent per small yeah, ten
2: percent, and then four percent, four percent, four percent. So you actually get more
3: <clears> so that twelve to doubles to twenty
2: four yeah. instead of the uh, twenty two that you would have gotten by getting that whole wheel.
3: And yeah, you I, saved I've a point. I've done strats with Crazy. this magic finding, trying to get a legion to spawn automatically on your map. I think. If I'm not mistaken, you can get up to 80, 72% chance to spawn a legion plus 8 natural for a, a combined 80% chance to spawn a legion every map, if I'm not mistaken. If you take every single one of those points that you mentioned.
2: Yeah, so the mm-hmm. only reason I'm not doing Wandering Path is because I really need Unveiled Flask, and I don't feel like... Uh, buying it from someone else for some reason. I, I just really like the node that gives ten intelligence uh, for betrayal per map. I just uh, really, really like that node. Yeah. Yeah. If it That's wasn't for nice that node in particular, I would be running wandering path.
3: A lot of mechanics have a some kind of notable that essentially gets bricks the mechanic if you can't take the large notable. I know harvest is one of those that you really, really need to be able to take the large notables. Um, but some favor Wandering Path, like you said, Legion is one. Strongbox is absolutely another one.
2: Oh yeah, I like the strong box nodes. i it I don't invest enough into it for it to be worth it, but occasionally I'll find a like a diviner's strong box and I'll just be really happy.
0: I also think shrines work really well on Wandering Path. The, the oh yeah you just get better shrine chance duration yeah
3: duration and especially I mean, yeah if you want more shrines you can always like put domination on yeah, so one interesting leak start strat actually all well, would revolve around wandering path with shrines and then wear the gull helm and then put a gloom shrine on your map and you have essentially like a three almost a three minute gloom shrine on every map
1: I love that. I've done that before. It's so nice. Yeah.
3: It's been a long time since I did that, but I always think about that and think, man, that's so much ridiculous borrowed power. Yeah.
0: You yeah, get a gloom that. shrine on, uh, on, on the sextant modifier, right?
3: Like a guaranteed yes. gloom shrine. Very common result from rolling sextants as well.
1: Yeah, because it's considered one of the failed ones too, so it's also very cheap to buy.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it not only cheap to buy; it's cheap to buy elevated, where you get an, yeah. a complete additional extra shrine. Uh, now, I I say what I said, but actually, I am planning to use the Gloom Shrine in my League starter uh, because what I'm doing with Magic Finding and having, you know, a build that's kind of barely stand on its own two feet and still Magic yeah. Find, I'm going to be using the Nico's Packed with Energy, and maybe you can scroll over that kind of mess. That's a nice. Uh, nice tool for Packed with energy players is, to use. Uh, also yeah, it's, a, it's great ones. for League Start and one should remind the community about this node. If you throw in a sulfite scarab or uh, Nico through the also through the sextant as an alternate option, uh, you get to have an immense sure. amount of player power in every map just by clicking those sulfite veins. And so I'm doing that as well as uh, forcing a gloom shrine on the map, running shrines, specking shrines, of course. And between those two things, I mean, you can make you can make a, basically oh, a non-functioning character function quite well.
0: <clears throat> one yeah. question. Uh, the Gloom Shrine, does it have its own damage? Or is that because the increased damage from Packed with Energy, does that scale the Gloom Shrine explosions
1: then? I think it does. I guess
0: it's based yeah. on the monster it's, life. It's, it's like the same as the Occultist explosions, right? So, yeah, it's the same as Occultist it explosions explosion
1: sort of thing it's based on so their it, life and it but it does scale with your damage but only damage yeah that it's would your affect damage it. so generic yeah, yeah, like increase increased damage
0: gen- or not. yeah increased damage is a generic increase so like works for explosions works for unspecified damage works for bear trap which is neither a spell nor an attack as yeah. we all know No, now packed with energy is really good it's like especially ssf or hc but also, like I've never heard of anyone like praise it as much as you do in softcore trade. But like, I mean, you definitely recognize the value of it, in uh, for well, a build I mean, that usually overcome that.
1: its power pretty quickly. But if you're struggling early, it's like like I said, it's borrowed power you can throw into a build that doesn't. Isn't mean, even if yet. you're
0: not struggling, if you're just like hopping ahead, or you got your occasional hard map, or you want to do a boss, like I mean, like a like a um, you know what, what they're called, conqueror. Um, yeah. I, I just feel like if you're unsure, you pop that in, and getting forty five percent increased move speed, even if you already have a decent amount, is still like very noticeably more mobility when you're trying to attack, move, attack, move around. I also target. want to point
2: out. This has very good synergy. So we talked about uh, this node makes it so that a a very bad, struggling character can actually clear maps very well because this is so powerful. I've Mm -hmm. also found in in my years of leveling very poorly equipped meme characters that leveling in Delve is more consistent than leveling in maps because there's a lot fewer randomly danger spike things. Like... Mm -hmm the The level of danger in uh, map level delve is very consistent. So
0: uh, I have the same feeling about heist, and I use heist for that purpose because with heist you can pick more so even than with delve you can pick the tile sets that you want, and every tile set has a very very limited uh, set of monsters that you can spawn. So in terms of like what muscle memory you need to have ready to like move and dodge things. It's very, very simple and predictable.
2: So if you're planning the character with like the worst possible leveling setup, like your, your build requires storm fire to ignite or something. So you can't equip it until level 80 and you're just suffering until level 80 packed with energy and level in delve as well. And it'll be an easier experience. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'll I'll keep it in mind. Like I said, I personally have always done heist leveling when maps were too scary for me, but I'll I'll try Delve one of these days. Well, uh, now that we're in the the part where we give advice to uh, fellow players and then point out some caveats, I'm sure Balor has another public service announcement. I don't have anything. I forgot about it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't remember what, what are
0: we do. You had a video warning people of uh, one unknown factor that we don't know for sure yet, but assuming, um, based on the fact that gem quality is massively better than it was before and provides oh, yeah. bigger bonuses, and there was also a recipe removed that allowed you to flip your gems from uh, level. Uh, 20 with 0% quality to a level 1 with 20% quality that doesn't work anymore for skill gems coming patch only for support gems so everyone who wants quality on their main skill will have to use uh, GCP
2: I (laughs) would like to interject to say I don't know if people have just been not doing this but Uh, To get quality on my main skill, I've just been picking up the like 4% gems that drop and doing the vendor recipe for GCPs. And usually by the time I have my whole build filled out, I have enough GCPs for all my main skills.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's very old tech and (laughs) haven't done that in a long time.
0: Yeah, but that's definitely something that people should be utilizing going into this next league i mean especially if you use like a i, I don't know whether NeverSync accommodated that change wisely already uh but definitely you want to make sure that none of those low quality gems are hidden because w- what did you say balor in your video you expect uh, gcp to be between uh, five and eight times more expensive <sighs> but, than you somewhere
1: are? somewhere between four and eight times more expensive for the first week Which means if we're used to buying two of them for one chaos, it's now going to be one of them for four chaos. I think it's only going to be the first week or so. It just means people's filters, especially like mine, that would hide uh, gems with qualities below 14%, need to not do that.
0: (laughs) You really think it's not going to be significantly different afterwards? Well, no, because I always end up with hundreds of GCPs.
1: I think it'll still be different afterwards, like after the first week or so, but I think it's going to like settle down to probably somewhere around double its normal price. So instead of like one to one, you but might be paying two to one. Yeah. So instead of one to one, you might people- be paying two to one, but it's okay. going to be way more extreme in the first week ish.
2: I just figured so I've never done a setup where I have like a full Haku mod weapon swap where i'm leveling six gems and then i vendor them all for 20 quality and then level them again (laughs) and then sell those or something i've never done that so just the 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 flow of getting a 2020 main skill that you're using would be to level two copies of the gem so that when you vendor the one for the 20 quality you still have a leveled gem and then you level the gem again and then you swap them out that always seemed clunkier to me than just picking up low-quality gems and vendoring for 20 GCPs and then using it on so my 20-0 gem.
1: The, the process normally I'll, I'll is that you level six of your active gems in your off weapons and one in your main weapon. Like one in your actual gear and you flip the six you're not using and you can, you're going immediately for a twenty one twenty. You hit them all to twenty twenty, and you value them all.
0: That's, that that's been the way sense. I do Depending it. Depending on what the depending on what the quality bonus was I sometimes uh, skipped the 20 quality and immediately went for a 21 and then after I got my 21 then I would try to get a 21-20 yeah
1: I would sometimes say that too depending on what the skill was like if it was a minion or a spell I might just vile them all at 20 going for 21 first and then start flipping but that was how I did it this is not how I'm doing it anymore
2: it seems yeah, better no, than my be strategy, which is to deal with having a twenty zero for like the first two weeks, and then just buy one. Yeah, or use twenty GCPS on it and be sad when it doesn't vol correctly.
0: Nah, yeah, but my first main damage uh, output gem that hits twenty is always—I'd uh, I- never flip that. I'd always. Uh either quality and then corrupt or directly corrupt or be like ah, I don't want to I don't want to lose a level so I won't corrupt because I don't have the balls but I yeah I never flip the the first one depends though Well we've gone quite a bit longer than we initially expected because uh, of our time shifting around but it, I mean, I don't want to cut anyone off. If there's still things that you want to talk about, if you feel that there's still some, some things that we should bring up, then I'd ask you to bring them
2: up now before we round things off. Nah, I've mentioned everything that I want to talk about. I was just... People wanted to know about one Quack Man a little bit because I mentioned it and teased it and then people are like, well, now I have to have the P.O.B. Uh, I talked <laughs> about my League Starter, which is going to be either Lightning Warp or Frost Blink. And then I commented on everything that was going on so i i don't have anything else to bring up
0: no but that, that's great uh also good that you remind me the one quack man will be in the, in the comments and the description i'll make sure to link it there again
2: yeah so people don't have to like scour the vod and read the twitch chat and then manually type in the url or something or Technically, you can go to my Twitch chat and do exclamation mark build, but I won't force you to uh, have a click on my I mean, channel or something.
0: Technically,
2: you can you can ah, probably
0: enter one Quackman in Google and just
2: click on your video and find the P.O.B. there. But that well, no, because it's work. not out yet. Th- that's the whole point oh, of this rigmarole right. is yeah. I so the the footage is from Calandra League. I've had the footage forever. I it would take like less than a week to put the footage together record a script over it and then have the video out the time consuming thing is the song the song is very not done <laughs> all right yeah i forgot so it will be it will be months before the video for that character is out okay and it has already been okay. about a year <laughs> well
0: a man's got to do what a man's got to do
2: so that's why I'm posting the P.O.B., because people are like, you've been talking about it, and you mentioned it's still working after, like, four leagues. Yeah, here's the P.O.B. Go ahead and try it. It you, sucks for mapping, that, but it's very good at Uber bosses. The,
0: the fact that it's still working, you think, has anything to do with the fact that you haven't released the
2: video yet? It's entirely possible. You think it would be nuked? I don't <laughs> think things have been nuked in direct response to my videos except for firestorm and ice storm those are the only two things that i think got nuked directly as a result of my actions everything else has been incidental (laughs) oh and the ignite prolif on the elementalist node that no longer exists i think i think i was responsible for that getting removed as well (laughs) because that was what was crashing instances it wasn't necessarily the double fire and ice storm it was the fact that each of those hits was also causing an elemental prolif which was not attached to the monster it was its own floating node in space so every time (gasps) i hit something it would just spawn more invisible coordinates of things that are prolifing elements to enemies that don't exist and it was just destroying the server so they just removed that mod entirely from that node crazy stuff well i do hope that that video comes out soon for that i've been been taking singing lessons and recording the takes that i do during the singing lesson as a way to force me to make more product uh uh, progress on it just
0: reminded me i also have a song to finish i made a remix of a track that a friend sent to me and now he asked me that i send him the final mix oh shit That's, oh God, I have to do that before the leak starts.
2: (laughs) it's It's not as if I'm spending every evening working on the song for like six months. It's like I do nothing for like three weeks and then I do a bunch of work in like five hours and then I do nothing for three weeks and then I do another bunch of work for like five hours. So, finding the time that and the motivation. Sounds like how to I got do... to
0: you through university.
2: Yep. Finding the time and the motivation to do it properly and have it all come together at the end. That's why it takes like a year.
0: So, do you see your own work ethic reflected in that, Snoo? My own work ethic? In what Joseph said. Joseph. Uh. I was just trying to get a, a neat transition. <laughs> a segue, yes. To, 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 yes. A um, segue <laughs> for you to have a chance segue. to bring up another no, topic if you I, want to.
3: No, no. I, I actually see in here through back channels, it looks like Balor is... Uh, I'm, in, I'm getting close to having to right run now. out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right. I, I'm at the mercy of the podcast members here. I, I came late, so I, I'm in absolutely no position to bring up a last minute topic you guys staying late for me uh much appreciated but um no i'm, I'm not going to push that envelope at all i already owe cat Master a big favor after this so uh <laughs> I think you're, you're more no worried worries. about it than we are uh, probably but uh <laughs> these sorts of things
0: the favor that you owe me is coming back uh a couple weeks into the league and talking about all the things okay. again
3: that's right we we already <laughs> we already planned that tentatively yeah We lined that up tentatively. Exactly. Well, um,
0: in that case, thank you all for coming. Thanks for all the extended discussion. If I may uh, plug or reference the Slippery Jim podcast name here guys. We did a podcast already with Slippery Jim, Yosis, and Leidy that went for seven hours where we talked about all the affliction stuff. So if you're bored and you need more podcasts to listen to then go to Slippery Jim 8's channel on YouTube and watch that VOD. Actually the VOD is only five hours something but we were sitting there for seven hours total I remember. Um, right and Once again, thank you guys for coming on and bringing all these uh, knowledge-loaded statements and all that information for our followers and viewers. Uh, The next faded Connections is going to be on Monday evening, where we discuss the first impressions of the League Start weekend. It's going to be the same time as tonight, it's going to be uh, 11pm GMT, and we're going to be joined by the veteran Trixt. And also our fellow streamer buddy Aphelion, who you guys have probably seen on uh, various episodes before. So it should be all great vibes and um, other than that, have a wonderful leak start. Don't forget to uh, prepare your item filters, don't forget to preload the GGPK and, uh, and get into queue before you're like me, the guy that has a stream up for like two hours before league launch and then uh, all of a sudden notices that the queue has already been open for half an hour and then comes in at like 40,000 or something like that. And also don't log out when you're in. Don't log out, guys. I say it now, everyone's going to log out anyway. Actually,
1: everybody in front of me, feel free to. (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, this well, is the advantage of not using racing strategies is i don't log out to speed things up so i don't get into the <laughs> habit of doing it so i don't do it on league start
1: well
0: either way that, that that's that's good advice actually that 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 everyone should take that to heart <laughs> either I don't know way guys should. have have a wonderful leak start. Uh, support the podcast by subscribing to the Twitch, to the Patreon, or uh, becoming a YouTube member. And we'll see you all for the next one. Uh, stay in touch via Twitter, uh, YouTube community posts, or the discords. We all have discords. If you want to l- be more tightly knit with these people, go onto the discords. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye bye. This is the outro. Bye.